Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER themselves as a Super Bowl contender after last season and so far they've been slapped around to start the 2017 regular season the Lions of all teams doing it again welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller show we are in the air everywhere the vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Back at it again in a little Monday night football uh, action. Did you watch the Monday night game? Uh, I did. I checked it out. I was locked in. I was engaged in some Monday night football conversation. I was watching it, and now this will be the conversation part. And uh, if you wanted competition... There was not competition. But I don't look necessarily for competition. I look for something to talk about, and we got a lot to talk about as the Lions, who were the underdog on the road, essentially boat raced the Giants for a, a an easy an easy win. 
the Lions were able to keep the Giants at arm's length. Matthew Stafford, who did not have gaudy numbers. Like if you're looking for the gaudy yardage total and the coveted statistics, Matthew Stafford did not do that. He had 100, 122 yards passing, I believe, which is not all that good. It's not good at all. But he didn't have to do much because of the, the short passing game mixed in with the running game and some turnovers is the perfect casserole for a win. Stafford ended up with a very impressive quarterback rating, but the two touchdown passes helping Detroit get a uh, another win. Another win. The Lions are 2-0, and and they uh, led early, and they did not give up the lead. There was never a point in the game where we thought, well, the Giants are actually going to come back and win the game. And the good thing for us is the better stories in the losing locker room in East Rutherford, New Jersey. That's where the story is here. The Giants have gone from a team that many of the pundits considered a legitimate threat to the Falcons for supremacy in the NFC, right? The, the, the Giants with Odell Beckham and all the other players they had on office. Brandon Marshall coming in. This was a legitimate team. They ended up getting booed off the field in the first half. Whoa. Yeah, the boos. Have you noticed also, and I'll talk more about this as we go on, the new thing is the thumbs-down move. That that's the new thing now. The thumb pointed in the direction down that you've got to get on camera. Do you do it if you're not on camera? You just like you put your hand out and you you point the thumb directly down as a sign of disapproval for spending your two hundred dollars on a ticket to watch the dreck that is out on the field. So let's focus in on the Giants. Now, one week after playing, we we called it like it was there. It was a primetime game on a Sunday night game last week with the Cowboys. Lifeless lifeless football in the opener. The Giants, they did it again. They came out, and they had nothing. They had nothing, no energy. No, you think they would have responded after last week, you know, the zigzag theory, you play so-so one week or a bad game, you come back and you play a much better game the next week. That did not happen. That did not happen here at all. So the question, what is the level of concern for the New York football Giants, who sit at MetLife Stadium with an 0-2 record, a rudimentary offense that seemed to, seems to not be able to get out of their own shadow. And it's time now to pull out the Maller scale of panic. Now, where do you think I am on the Richter scale of panic? The Maller-Richter scale of panic for the New York football Giants. Here's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go at 8.5. This is an 8.5. The reason it's only an 8.5 and not a 9 or a 9.5 is because it is only week two, but that is no reason not to panic. 8.5 is a solid score on the Maller scale of panic for the New York Giants. A very solid score at 8.5. Now, a couple of thoughts on this. The first thing that stands out, you're running out of excuses. You're running out of excuses, declining returns, and a broken alarm clock. Those are the three things that stand out when you talk about the Giants here who honored the 07 Super Bowl champs. Yeah, we're now at the point where there, that, that seems like it wasn't that long ago. It's been 10 years, and the Giants uh, dusted off the 07 Super Bowl champions, even though some of the guys like Eli Manning are still playing. Uh, but we'll begin with this. There is no shame in losing to the Cowboys last week. The shame was in the effort. That's the shame in how the, the Giants play. They didn't compete against the Cowboys. The lack of effort 
was eye-opening. And here we go again, New York or New Jersey, where they happen to play their home games, sleptwalked in this particular football game against the Cowboys. Maybe they're just not a primetime team. Uh, or this game against the, uh, the Lions, rather, just like they did against the Cowboys. But it is possible that they're just not a primetime team. Maybe they're more of a 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon team. The Lions had more of a pep in their step from the beginning. And, and many around the Giants, what was the number one excuse that these guys said, the people that were, were giant apologists? What did they say? They said, well, one of the reasons the Giants didn't play well in Dallas was because blank wasn't there. He didn't play. Blank being Odell Beckham. Well, not only did Odell Beckham suit up, he played. How'd he do? Uh, don't ask. He had four catches for 36 yards, no touchdowns, a weak performance. Weak performance. Uh, and so you talk about running out of excuses. Now the pendulum has shifted since Beckham's back and all those people, including Chris Collinsworth, who was sucking his toes last week when he didn't play, saying he should get more money and he's the MVP. But what do you say now? He played. They still suck. So what do you say now? What's your next move? Well, the pivot has gone to the number one crutch of people that watch football in the NFL 2017. Have you been paying attention? Because I've been paying attention. I've been noting what everyone's go-to excuse is. And it doesn't matter whether you're on the East Coast, the Midwest, the South, the West, the Northwest, doesn't matter. This is the number one excuse used across the country, from coast to coast. Two words. Offensive line. Keep going back to that. Blame the fat guy. It's called fat shaming. It's in vogue right now. God forbid you call some plays to make up for it, to accommodate the uh, questionable blocking or... Maybe your quarterback realizes, well, I don't have as much time as I normally do, so I should get rid of the ball a little quicker. Things like that, those in-game adjustments or on-the-season adjustments. No, God forbid. No, no, no. And maybe at some point, I figure if Ziggy Ansah uh, keeps knocking Elijah Manning down, at some point they'll realize, well, this isn't working. This isn't going so well. Uh, Ben McAdoo. All Bens have to stand aside from – all other Ben's. Well, Ben's are better people. I think we'd all agree on that. People named Ben, just cooler, better looking, more successful, get hotter chicks. You know, it's just your name Ben, your life is easier when you have the name Ben. Uh, here's Ben McAdoo, uh, who knows, knows the uh, Giants, well, they have some uh, some work to do, shall we say. Got to speed up the old the clock there, yes? Put this game on me. We talk about playing uh, complete complimentary football. By no stretch of the imagination did we get that done tonight. We got to do better. Dug ourselves in a hole. No one feels sorry for us. Uh, We got to find a way to get better and get better (laughs) in a hurry. (laughs) That sounded a lot like Scott Podsednik or some of these other people that we've used for cliches there. It's like, and and none of that will be used at all. Like Ben McAdoo said at the beginning, he said the thing you're supposed to say. What's the thing you're supposed to say? When you're a coach, you know, put that one on me. We've got to get better. We've got to put the work in. All of those textbook sportscliche.com lines. Yeah, we're going to come to the yard each and every day, battle each night, and, and uh, look up at the end and see where we stand. We know our work is cut out for us. we got a lot of work to do. Hopefully we can all come together, uh, realize what we have here, and try to get something done. Yeah. That's that's uh, Scott Pye saying after a win. But Ben McAdoo, after a loss, the Giants coach, 
Uh, not bad. I mean, it was pretty good, right? He, he rolled off the cliches there, one after another. Bam, bam, bam. It was Machine Gun Kelly style. That's what we call it, those of us that know the historians of the cliche. Because you could tell he wasn't into it. Like He's like, I got to say this. I got to say these things. Here's what I'm supposed to say. Can we play that one again? I want to play it again. All right, listen closely, because you can tell he's not really into it. He's, he's kind of like the giant players when they're out in the field, just kind of going through the motions. That's what Ben McAdoo is doing. He's like, I got to say this. This is what people want me to say, so I'm going to say the thing people want me to say, but I'm not really into it because I don't believe it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Put this game on me. We talk about playing uh, complete complementary football. By no stretch of the imag- imagination did we get that done tonight. We got to do better. Dug ourselves in a hole. No one feels sorry for us. Uh, we got to find a way to get better and get better in a hurry. Yeah. He wasn't really into it. He was kind of going through motions. That's the soundbite that no one will talk about. The soundbite that is everyone's focus here involves Elijah Manning, the much maligned, because he sucks, a quarterback for the New York football giants and his many mistakes. And, and that's the other part of this. Elijah Manning continues to provide declining returns. And this is not a new development. It is not some kind of new revelation. This continues a pattern. There's been a steep decline. I was never in the camp for Elijah Manning, but even I realized that at some point, you know, he was much better than he is now. The last seven games, the the last uh, last seven football games, the cross stadium uh, rival of the Giants, the Jets, have scored more points than the Giants. And Elijah has a stable of talented receivers, but getting the stand, the the the, uh, the simple things down, the, the the things, the fundamentals, as they say in football, right? The snapping of the football. Uh, he can't even do that right. Listen to Ben McAdoo. This is the soundbite that is going to have legs from after the Giants lost to the Lions. And listen to McAdoo calling out Elijah. What happened on the delayed game penalty near the end zone? Uh, sloppy quarterback play. Quarterback and a center need to be on the same page there. we got to get the ball snapped. We have a veteran quarterback who's played a lot of football. I expect us to get the ball snapped. Usually the, the clock goes from 3-2-1-0. Uh, once it hits zero, they, they look at the ball, look at the clock. Usually have a tick once it hits zero to get the ball snapped without it being a delayed game. I thought we had, we had a chance to get it off. Uh, that was a long version of a soundbite. We only needed the beginning of that. But that's Ben McAdoo, the Giants coach, calling out calling out uh, Elijah Manning there. The, the Giants failed numerous times to matriculate the ball down in the red zone and get some points on the board. The numbers, though, are misleading. Kind of like the numbers for Matthew Stafford are misleading. He actually was better than you know, the yardage total. He had the two touchdowns. But Elijah Manning, he had an 87.8 quarterback rating. That's misleading. Uh, he, he looked worse based on the old eyeball test of watching the game. The Giants had one touchdown now in eight quarters of football this year. One touchdown. That's it. They got one, and they're lucky to get that one. That's a championship-level football, unless it's not. So uh, this these are the final games of Elijah Manning as a Giant, but he got called out by his coach. You get called out by your coach. You got to respond. So, uh, Elijah, what do you have to say to defend yourself? Go ahead. Yeah, I got, I got to call timeout or get snapped. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, anytime there's a delay game, it's on the quarterback, and and uh, can't afford it right there. Yeah. All right. So he's, he's owning it. He's owning it. He knows he stinks, and he, at least he's admitting he stinks there, Elijah Manning. So 
what happens now? What's what's the the change? Is there any kind of knee jerk reaction here? The Cincinnati Bengals got off to an 0 2 start. They fired their offensive coordinator. The Bengals were not expected to be very good. The Giants were supposed to be good, according to the knowledgeable ones, the smart people. They're not very good. They stink. Their defense, not all that good either. Uh, there's a lot of issues there. Lot of issues. Special teams, they gave up an 88 yard punt return for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. A rookie. James Agnew, or Jamal Agnew, rather, for the Lions, had an 88-yard return for a touchdown. It was bad in just about every single phase of the game. So what happens? What happens? Nothing. Either have, you have a couple options here. A, the Giants do nothing, and they just continue it down the path they're going. B, the most logical answer would be that they, they make a change on the play calling. C, they just fire the offensive coordinator. But Ben McAdoo's doing most of the heavy lifting, so you're pretty much <laughs> – that's that's a, a window dressing situation. And then what else is there? You're not going to bench Elijah Manning, right? He's locked in no matter what. So you can either get rid of the play caller or get rid of the offensive coordinator. You're not going to fire McAdoo in week two, right? That's not going to happen. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie. Garcia, right over there, hanging out. A happy uh, to you, Eddie. We picked up the hip-hop honors tonight. We're excited about that. We did? Yes. We are number one sports radio overnight show on Fox Sports Radio for hip-hop. That's right. Thanks to Danny G. We got the award. We'd like to thank everyone. That's all him. I I didn't have any part of this. We'd like to thank everyone in the hip-hop community. It's a great honor, Eddie. Congratulations. Great uh, honor. Crew. And specifically Danny. It's true. Yes, it was a great honor indeed. A wonderful accomplishment for our show. A number one sports radio show, hip-hop, on Fox overnight. Number one. In this slot. No one else can compete. No. No one else can get very, close very to us. prestigious honor. Well-deserved. It is. It's something that you put on your LinkedIn page. Yeah, I need to go update that someday. Yeah, I haven't checked mine in a, in a while. I get a lot of those emails, you know. Yeah. Like so-and-so wants you to do this or that. I never do it. And then I go on there, and I, like, I, I get emails from like six months ago offering me work, you know? Ooh. But then I, it's too late. No, no one's yeah. offering me any yeah. work. I don't uh, think. Maybe I should go check. A couple of years ago, I got some emails. Yeah, you want to do some stuff uh, for bowl games, college football bowl games. Nice. Offer me some work. You could, you know, throw it my way if you don't want it. Well, I, I couldn't throw it your way because like, I got it like six months after the offer because it was like an email. It was like getting a feel whether I was interested in that, but by the time I'd gotten it, they were on to the off season. Of college football. Well, that, so, that is, uh, yeah, that's tough. So I was interested, but you know, not not much opportunity there. So, a little difficult. A little difficult. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So uh, Odell Beckham's back. So now the I Giants, saw that. Uh, yeah, he's back. Sort of. Yeah. There's no uh, no uh, build up for that at all, right? No one promoting that. At uh, Odell was back. I saw somebody point out that the ratings were going to go up because Odell Beckham was back. Really? Like that's people are going to run out of there. Like you weren't going to watch the game, but Odell Beckham was going to play, and so you were going to watch the game. Is that um, how it works? I would find that hard to believe. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, he's a good player and all, but you know, he's anybody not that, said that's a moron. Not that kind of player. No, he's not. I mean, because he's going to what's he going to get the ball thrown to him eight times during the game? You're going to watch a, a well, three-hour football game. That would game? be double. <laughs> well, I, what? I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like you're not going to. Yeah, just like I mean, like Romo. People are saying how great Romo is, and that he's fine. He's doing a good job. No one's going to go out of their way to watch a football game because of Romo. 
Like, if you weren't going to watch the game, are you going to watch the game because Tony Romo's calling the game? Romosexual. I, I mean, I love Romo. I don't even know what games he's doing until he you know, the, turn the phone well, on. Does, or turn the, uh, turn the phone on. Turn the uh, TV on. See if he's doing you it. Get it online. But I'm saying, like, he just does the whenever CBS, whatever their big game of the weekend is, Romo does with Nance. But nobody's checking online to see which game is Romo doing, so I can tune in for that. Well, I mean, but I'm saying, like, you're not. You're not going to be like, well, I, I wasn't going to watch that game, but I know Romo's doing it, so I want to watch it. Well, you might because you love him. I love him, but I'm not, I don't love him that much. I ain't going to watch the game because of that. Romosexual. He happens to be doing the game. Even though he's doing the games the last couple of weeks, I've been flipping around. I saw like a couple seconds here and a couple seconds there. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you would like to be part, we only give out the number once an hour. It's kind of a big deal. So if you want to call us, here's the number. Eight, and there's a bunch of lines open right now. They won't be open very long. Here it is. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. That's the number. Operators are standing by right now for a limited time only. Pass the condiments. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller posse and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can follow me and tweet at me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. It's got to be the king. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Studios, which is a little shaky right now, here's Ben Maller. Almost as shaky as the New York Giants trying to win a football game on a Monday night. It uh, was not good. Not, uh, did, not did, good Did you at feel all. that little shake we had? Yeah, it's nothing. I feel like we shouldn't talk about earthquakes unless they're over five. Anything under five I don't think is that big. But oh, if all it's right. over five, I feel like it's worthy of conversation. We had a little shake. Here I the- rarely feel them. Yeah. But I did feel that one. I looked at uh, Coop and Danny. We all kind of were like, did you feel that? No, did you feel that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, my initial reaction is always, did a car hit the building? That's always, I think, first, because we're, we're on a busy street here, and sometimes there's drunk drivers at night, and they make that turn coming down the, uh, down the way here on Sepulveda, and they don't necessarily go slow. So I always think, well, maybe the building got hurt, uh, hit and then hurt, but, uh, but no. So, yeah, there's a little, uh, little earthquake. But like I said, Eddie, if it's not over a 5, I don't think we should talk too much well, about it. Well, it's not over a 5. Yeah, 3.6 in Westwood. That's small potatoes. That's, that was actually the UCLA football team getting back after their performance against Memphis. Oh. That was uh, – thank you. All right. Uh, very good. Uh, we're talking about the Monday night game, the uh, Giants lay an egg, the Detroit Lions. Uh, I feel bad for our guys in Detroit. No, I don't. The better story. We would have talked about the Lions if they'd lost it. The better stories in the losing locker room. The Lions look pretty good. Does anyone think the Lions are a legitimate threat to the Green Bay Packers per se and the – in the division, and then you get the Vikings and the Packers and the and then the Lions. I'm gonna go no. I'm gonna no. They're not. But right now, they're a game ahead of the Green Bay Packers because Green Bay lost to Atlanta in the Sunday night game. Let's go to U-Turn Kenny, who's in Atlantic City on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, U-Turn Kenny. It's U-Turn Kenny, but it's okay, man. What did I say? That's what I said. You turned. You killed. I said you turned. You heard you, you turn. I you said killed. I said you turn. No, you killed. What? Kill. K I L L E D. All right, cool. What did you 
what did you write on the screen, Coop? Now, see, this is what I have to deal with, Ben. You always get on me uh, well, no, for, it says for, not, <laughs> for not writing the right name. It says you turn Kenny. That's what it says here. Yeah, that's what it sounds like he's saying. I have no idea what he's saying. All right, so I repeated what I was told your name is, and now I'm a bad guy? How am I a bad guy? I'm, you got to touch, too. We got some of that, that funky stuff before work today. All right, your phone, phone sucks. sucks. All right, I blame Atlantic City's mobile uh, phone service. They blow. Thank you. Call back when you get a better sell, as they say. Ridiculous. It's, uh, the Ben Maller Show. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, this is a good leadoff. Yes. Now we're – see, I gave out the number. Now I don't have to give out the number again for the rest of the hour, Eddie. So it's just us. We can just chat. We can just chat. That's all we have to do. We don't have to worry about anything. Oh, no. Hey, let me ask you a question, though. Serious, serious question. I've worked here for almost 20 years, off and on, except for about six months, 26 days when they whacked me. Uh, like, if there's, how big does the earthquake have to be before we can go home? Like, I, oh, I, like very, a, like a, very big. Like a, but then we wouldn't be able to get home, so we're better off just staying here, right? So, so we're really kind of screwed either way. Like, if it's bit, if it's really big. We got to stay because the roads will all be messed up and we won't be able to get home. Right? See, I was thinking about this, Ben. Yes, Coop. And I think that anything, and, and it's, a, it's kind of the same area as your anything over a five. Yeah. Because I think anything with a, a five or bigger, it's potential structural damage. Yeah. So, oh, Coop is a structural engineer. I did not know that. Right? It, I mean, so it wouldn't be safe for us to be in the, in the studio. Well, unfortunately, we're in the the ground floor luxury studio, unlike our friends who are upstairs. Yeah, on the fifth floor, yeah, right? Yeah. I, I, so would they run down here to be on our floor? Yeah, we'd get to hang out with George Norrie. How cool would that be? Come in here, we'd talk oh, I'm radio. Sure he would be very happy. About be that. nice. We'd talk about aliens and chemtrails and what else? I don't know. Goblins? Does he talk about goblins? I don't know. I'm working while he's working. I have no idea. I saw his car in the parking lot. Though. Goblins? Yeah, goblins. <laughs> hey, Halloween's going to be here before you know it. That's the season of goblins. Hey, we have a Halloween show, too. That'll be exciting. Be very uplifting, a Halloween show. Cannot wait. All right, we will get to Pass the Condiments. I like this one. This is a good story. Several of you were demanding that we bring this up, so we will get to that. And, and also, uh, Andy Dalton is dealing with fake news. Fake news. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio, but first, let's get the latest from Eddie Garcia. Eddie? Well, week two of the NFL schedule, wrapping up on Monday night in New York with the Lions beating the Giants 24-10. Detroit's off to a 2-0 start. Quarterback Matthew Stafford had a couple of touchdown passes. Matthew Agnew had the big play of the game, an 88-yard punt return for touchdown in the fourth quarter, and that was it. New York's 0-2 on the season. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. did make his season debut, but he was not a factor. Four catches for 36 yards. News from the NFL. A judge denied the league's emergency motion to suspend the injunction that blocked the six-game suspension of Cowboys star running back Ezekiel Elliott. So he'll still be on the field for now. Baseball games of note. Yankees beat the Twins 2-1. New York rookie slugger Aaron Judge hit his American League leading 44th home run of the season. Minnesota, meanwhile, saw its lead slip to a game and a half on the Idle Angels for that second wildcard spot in the American League. 11 innings for the Red Sox to beat the Orioles 10-8. Boston still three up on New York in the AL East. Marlins over the Mets 13-1. Miami slugger Giancarlo Stanton hit his major league leading 55th home run of the season in the win. And the Brewers shut off the Pirates 3-0. Milwaukee's two back of Colorado for the second wildcard spot in the National League. This report is brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, I did want to get your input on this, and maybe you're going to talk about it later, but 
Most people are well aware of the controversial judging in the Canelo Alvarez Triple G fight over the weekend. As a result, straight bets on the winner of the fight are being refunded by the sports book in Las Vegas. Uh, Is that all the sports books? There's probably a shady one that's not giving the money back. I was going to ask you, this yeah. seems very surprising to me, someone who's not a guy who's real active in Vegas, but does this happen often, or is this very, very, very rare? Uh, it has happened, but it is very extreme. And I, I'd, I'd have to do some investigating on that to find out if it's all all of the uh, operatives. Because I think you can bet on a draw. Isn't that one of the options you can bet on, usually with these fights? You can bet that the final end is a draw. I would gonna, think so. Are yeah. they going to refund the money if you bet on a draw? You you won the bet. Is that right? like betting on uh, zero or in the Dub- uh, yeah, roulette? Exactly. <laughs> it's the same as betting on zero or double zero. It's Ben Maller's show. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, the rocking and rolling Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Pass the condiments. Uh, Several of our friends in the Sunshine State who happen to live in the greater Jacksonville area, I assume, I don't know, uh, at least they wanted us to bring this up. Now, did you see what happened, Eddie, in the tailgate party prior to Jacksonville, Tennessee? The Titans and the Jags. I must have missed that. Yeah. What happened, This is quite the scene here. Just imagine a crowd of several hundred people in the tailgate area. I'm imagining it. They went to Walmart. They got, you know those those pools you got when you were a kid, the blow-up pools? Sure. Yeah, they got like a pretty long blow-up pool. Well, that sounds kind of fun. Okay, and then they filled it with <laughs> about halfway filled with mayonnaise. Oh, like okay. just gobs of like big tubs of mayo. Why, that you why get would at they Costco. do that, Ben? Well, they did it for entertainment because then I don't know if this is a radio station promotion <laughs> uh-huh. or not. This seems like an old radio promotion, but maybe it's an internet promotion now because uh, sometimes radio's kind of lost a little bit of that promotional savvy. So this douche, uh, this guy gets out there, he strips down. He's wearing, like, some bizarre, like, thong Tarzan outfit and then does a running belly flop into the pool of mayonnaise. And then he's like a male stripper. Then he's, like, shaking. He's kind of, like, twerking in the mayonnaise. And there's all these Jags fans that are coming over and they're taking photos. Then he starts clapping, Eddie. What happens when you've dove into a pit of mayonnaise and your hands are covered in mayonnaise and you start clapping? Uh, well, I have never done it before, but I would I would speculate that the the mayo would go flying yeah. everywhere. Yeah, mayo mayo <laughs> in the air everywhere. That's gross. Spray me all, and that's what they did. They sprayed my entire <laughs> face. I need to know more about this. If anyone, uh, if you <laughs> were at, the, I need to know what was Why? behind it. I want to know what was for. I want to know who the person was. I need to know because mayonnaise is it's not that cheap. There was a lot of mayonnaise. There were several several gigantic tubs of mayo. You've not seen the video, Eddie. I, you know what? I saw a link to it, and I decided not to not to watch. You don't want to see a man yeah. slathered in mayonnaise? Not really. Uh, not no, really. Doesn't no. do anything for you? Not really. No. Yeah. How much would it take for you to jump into a, a little pool of mayonnaise? Uh, that's a good question. Would I have to? Do you, would, like, I mean, would do you I, like mayonnaise? Some people are totally opposed to the mayonnaise. Oh, I no, I, I, I definitely like it on on the sandwich. There, you can't have a dry sandwich or something. Well, you no. can, but it's a little no, better. I, I'm I'm okay with yeah. it in its proper okay. usage. You know what I'm saying? It's a little bit. Okay. I, I mean, would I be able to clean myself off immediately after well, jumping in? A, I don't believe they have an outdoor shower at the uh, yeah that area, I, right? I don't think they have that in the. I would need area. to be able to rinse off immediately to do that. Yeah. Do you think this will go elsewhere? Like, will See guys at Patriots games and Bills games now. I know in Buffalo they're legendary. The 
the Bills Mafia, they call it. The, yeah. You get enough liquor in somebody, are, and yeah, they'll be jumping into all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of planning involved in this. Like, this is not something you can just do spur of the moment because you have to bring the mayo, you've got to bring the pool. This is not one of those tailgate things that you can just show up and all of a sudden, uh, voila, here we are, let's do it. Yeah. There's, well, some, there's I mean, some planning that has to go into this. People yeah. out there want their 15 minutes of fame or whatever, 15 seconds of fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not really that interested in that. Now, could you do it with I know this was mayonnaise, but what about ketchup? It wouldn't be as good with you. It would look kind of scary with ketchup because it would look like blood. How about right? for you, ranch dressing? Ooh. <laughs> Whoa. I would do it. I wouldn't even need money if it was like honey honey mustard. I do a, really? a nice barbecue, yeah. like a sweet oh, baby. We we could get that together. Sweet and, uh, baby raised barbecue. I would do that also. I think that's pretty I good. Think sauce. We could probably throw yeah. that together. You know. Yeah. I think nacho cheese would be enjoyable. <laughs> nacho <laughs> cheese. Now would it be? Would it be? You know, hot nacho cheese. I would say Danny? warm, warm yeah. on what, a cold morning. What about that caller from Houston that called like three times? Hot nuts. What if you were jumping into a a pool of hot nuts? Would hot you nuts. No. All right. Uh, well, good luck. I am sure that was a wonderful promotion. It got us to talk about it. I was not planning on talking about some random people at a, a, a Jacksonville tailgate party. I'd like to see Angry Bill do that, though. Wouldn't that be fun to see Angry Bill do that? And then maybe he'll drown in the mayonnaise. That would be. Uh, would that be too much? No. That'd be Don't. wrong. Okay. To dump that guy every time he calls. He's got such a potty mouth. That guy. He won't shut up. It's ridiculous. It's the Ben Maller Show. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. You can get at us here on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. Also on our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show on Facebook. And if you're listening live but you're about to go to sleep and you're like, I can't stay up for the whole show, I'm just sorry, I can't do it, we have the podcast. So you can support the show that way. So if you miss part of the show, maybe you hear the show now but not the end, and I'll remind people later who usually hear the end, not the beginning, the podcast is available at iTunes and all other places where you can find fine podcasts, which is a rebroadcast of the Ben Maller Show. That's that's how it works. Let's go to Joe, who's in Kansas City on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Joe. Hey, Ben. How's it going? Joe, I was any better, I'd be a royal, but not a Kansas City royal because they don't have to worry about the postseason. Oh, man, right in the feeler. Anyway... So, here's the deal. We've moved on to football now because uh, we may actually, uh, well, we're going to do the same thing we always do, get to the playoffs and then lose. Anyway, but here's the deal. It feels like Alex Smith has turned himself into this good quarterback. I mean, he's always been good as far as wins and losses, managing the game. It feels like he's pushing the ball further down the field. Am I the only one seeing this? Is this like a national thing, you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, yeah, it feels like Alex Smith is better. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, two games he's better. The question, is this an illusion, or is this actually legitimate? Does it have staying power, and that does it match up to the test of time? Yeah, for two weeks, Alex Smith has been a much better quarterback. He's completing 78% of his passes. He's throwing the ball down the field a little bit more. Uh, absolutely. There's no debating what has happened the first two weeks. But is this real, or does the evil Alex Smith pop back up, and this all turns out to be a case where, you remember when Alex Smith played like that for two weeks? Why can't he play like that again? Exactly. I agree. And here's the deal. Is this AFC – I mean, this AFC West is scary. I mean, you've got Denver with that vaunted defense, Von Miller out there just jacking fools. Then you've got the Raiders. They have their quarterback on that 
you know, freshly mended stick out there running around. Their, their defense is pretty good. Their offense looks like it's very good. I mean, honestly, unless you're the San Diego Pooper Chargers, or I guess whoever they're with now, the L.A. Yeah, they've moved whatever, up. They've Sacramento. moved up. Uh, uh, yes, uh, San Bernardino. All yes. I'm saying is, unless you're those turds, I mean, it feels like it's going to be a pretty, you know, dog-eat-dog season. Oh, I like that. Dog-eat-dog. That's good. We have not heard the dog-eat-dog line. Uh, yeah, but like it's the feeling out process, Joe. It's like a horse race. You never judge a horse race by the first turn of the race. You wait. You're feeling out the, the, the race, and then at the end, the push down the stretch. Do I think the Broncos are legitimate with Trevor Simeon? Hell no. I don't. I don't buy that. I feel, you know, do I think that Kansas City is legitimate with Alex Smith? I got to see more. I got to see hey, more. So far, that eye test is looking pretty good. Yeah. All I got to say is Hunt is moving around like a maniac. Witch Hunt, we have two of them. Yeah. All I'm saying is All the right. fact remains, Kansas City won the division last All year. Right. And we're going to make another playoff push, and we're going to lose in the second All round. All right, again. Uh, Joe. Now you're very positive, but I to every positive there's a negative. So we must bring in David, who is going to bring the other side. David, you have uh, you you'd like to push back on that? Is that accurate, David? Oh no. Here's the thing. You know what? You know oh. why Alex Smith? Oh, I thought you were going like to bash him. Savage? Oh, okay. No, I, I'm going to bash him. There's no way that that's true. I, I the one thing the man said that was true is they'll get to the playoffs and lose. I'm from I'm from Springfield, Missouri. I I've lived around Chiefs. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I've lived around Chiefs fans my whole life. They've had what four playoff wins in the last 41 years. But let's not get there. Let's get back on topic about Alex Smith. He well, is that's fighting what they, that's for what, his that's job. What, well, he's not. He's fighting for a job. Well, and, whether and look, it's whether it's in Kansas after this. Yes, year. and if he plays like this, he's going to get a, a huge he's contract, get a big money deal. Yes, but. He, you know what? You know what's going to hurt the Kansas City Chiefs is he's going to play like this. So why would you take him out of the game right now, regular season wise? Right, get to the playoffs. But it doesn't hurt. If he's playing and, well, it doesn't. It's not like they're handcuffed. It's not like they're chained to Alex Smith. If he's playing well. You want to play him? Why would you play anyone else? He, it's like because, he's he's playing unencumbered all of a sudden. He's the the uh, whatever you know was holding him back before. Is not there. He's, he's like he's been liberated for two weeks. He's been liberated for two weeks exactly. And, yes. and, and, and who and outside of Philadelphia, who have they played? I mean, they're in the division. They played two Oklahoma games. Half they played Broncos. the Patriots in Foxborough. That's a legitimate. Oh, hey, hey, that's a big you know time what? win. Hey. That's a big so time Tom Brady win. Has one bad. Tom Brady it wasn't even about time. It was about the pay. It was about the. Listen, and I know. Th- I know hey. you want to spin on the page on the on the Chiefs because you're a Cowboy fan. You're surrounded by Chiefs fans, and you can't stand that, and you're bothered by that. But you can you can rip a team like, for, for example, Carolina. Carolina's two and zero. They beat the 49ers in Buffalo, and they didn't get a touchdown against Buffalo. You can you can question that. You can legitimately question that and say, well, that's not that impressive. That's not that impressive. But you cannot, when you beat the Patriots in Foxborough and that Bill Belichick, you know, vaunted defense and all that in the fourth quarter, a game that was there on a platter for the Patriots to take to make a couple more plays in the fourth quarter, and it was Alex Smith and company, they're the ones that made the plays? That's a big-time win. That's That's legit. So the Ben Mather Show, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Time now for the Who Am I game. This is where we pretend to be somebody else, thus we call it the Who Am I game. I am the receiver. 
that has the most targets that have traveled 15-plus air yards in the NFL through the first two weeks of the season. Again, the Who Am I game, I happen to be the receiver that has the most targets that have traveled 15 or more air yards, very complex, this NFL season. Who am I? A night without the Ben Maller show is like a daytime listening to one of those cookie-cutter radio programs. We're different. Join our community on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, the MLB Peckham coming up in a couple of moments. A Chiefs fan, Richard, said Alex Smith is not a free agent after this year. That guy from Springfield is clueless. He's a nut. Well, technically, Richard, he's not wrong because Alex Smith, while he does have a contract for 2018, there is a potential out in his contract. There's a roster bonus that is due after the season. I think it's the third day of next NFL offseason. So it's possible that the Chiefs could get out of the Alex Smith business. Now, why they would want to do that, considering how well Alex Smith is playing right now, it doesn't seem like that would be a logical move, but it is only week two. There's plenty of time for the evil Alex Smith to return. Time now for the Who Am I game. I am the receiver that has the most targets that have traveled 15-plus air yards in the NFL this season. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Rod is going with Des Bryant. Rob in Vegas checks in with Hacksaw Jim Dungan as the answer. Ribman says Julio Jones is the answer. Who else do we have? Did anybody get it right? Uh, Michael Crabtree, guessed by Mike from the LBC. Ronald McDonald thrown out by Scott. Bob Hayes from the Palm Desert Rat. Billy White Shoes Johnson. That's the contribution from the Happy Bong Toker. Sylvester Big Cat Morris from Dick and Mizzou. Red Hickey. From Ernie, that's a name. That's a you know Ernie's an historian of the show. When uh, we got a call years ago from Red Hickey's uh, like uh, granddaughter, called the show one night. All right, uh, none of those are right. Do you have an answer, Eddie? Ben, I'm going to go with former Redskins wide receiver Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, I loved him in the Peanuts. No, that's incorrect. The correct answer, Eddie, from the Philadelphia Eagles, former Chicago Bear, Al Sean Jeffrey. Al Sean Jeffrey. You want the good news or the bad news? He's had eight targets that have traveled 15 or more air yards. That's the good news. The bad news, he's only caught one of them. That's not that good. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. It's the MLB Pick'em Daily Fantasy Fun. And Coop, who's going first here? That would be Danny G Radio. All right, Danny, you're up on the clock. Mookie Betts. Or Mookie Mookie. Betts. uh, Mookie. Close. (laughs) Uh, Eddie. Uh, Let's go with Matt Olson. One of the Olsen boys. And what about you, Koo? I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton. All right, I will take Josh Donaldson and J.D. Martinez. Back to you, Koo. Justin Upton. Eddie. Aaron Judge. Danny, back-to-back. Nolan Arenado. One more. And Brett Gardner. Eddie. Marcelo Zuna. Koo. He always panics. Um, He ruins it. Eddie Rosario. I got it in first. You suck. (laughs) Chris Bryant. Stay off Twitter. No, no, don't stay off Twitter. Get like seven different Twitter accounts. That's what you got to do. Welcome in the beginning 
of another hour. It's the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We're back at it again. We'll get to the burner of a story. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. But first, the Monday night game, which saw the much ballyhooed return of one Odell Beckham. How did he do for the Giants? Uh, Not good. Uh, Not good. Uh, Odell Beckham was uh, just another guy, just another receiver, a generic receiver uh, with uh, much flamboyance but no results. Four catches, 36 yards, and the Detroit Lions dominated a road game against a team that's supposed to be good. That's that's not your daddy's Detroit Lions. That's uh, surprising, surprising. But it is week two. The Giants, horrific. And you knew that Odell Beckham – was was in trouble when he showed up and on his visor did you see this on the face mask on the visor he had under his helmet for his season debut it said savage unfortunately for odell he played like tom savage and that's the problem he, he was not effective at all not good at all now i want to get i'll get back to that in a moment but i want to move on because i know it's not basketball season i realize that and that's fine it's going to be soon they're going to start playing exhibition basketball games before you know. Training camps can be opening up and be very exciting. Oh, my God, cannot wait. But we have a doozy of a tall tale from the world of basketball, and we are talking about Kevin Durant. We're talking about Kevin Durant. Now, if you've been in a slumber and you don't pay attention to much stuff during the day, maybe you missed this. You didn't hear about what happened, but if you – if you've not heard the story of Kevin Durant, it is my favorite story of the week. Uh, Kevin Durant was doing what he normally does. He was very active on social media. He's, uh, he's very, very aggressive on social media. So uh, he made a fatal mistake, though. What fatal mistake did he make? Uh, well, apparently he did the thing you're not supposed to do. He tried to juggle multiple social media accounts and he got burned. Uh, there were screenshots that popped up the other day. Now, I saw this on Sunday. I didn't think it was real. I thought it was fake. Bad job by me. I should believe everything. I, I need to be gullible. I need to buy everything. Uh, I thought there was no way he would do this. There's no way. He's got, like, millions and millions of followers. There's no way he would make that mistake. But sure enough, he made the mistake. Screenshots started to pop up on Sunday. And they showed some tweets that have since been deleted that came from Kevin Durant's verified Twitter account. Now, you know, what's the big deal, you say? Who cares, right? I don't care. I'm a grown-ass man. I don't care about tweets from Kevin Durant. Trust me. These are good. These are good. Because in these comments, Durant was responding to people that didn't like him. Critics of Durant on Twitter who poked at Durant for leaving Oklahoma City and going down Easy Avenue to the Golden State Warriors, right? And then took the shortcut. It's his option to do it. He was a free agent. He chose to go the path of least resistance, and that's his prerogative to do it. But he's still getting blowback from people over this, and he's still engaging, apparently, in conversation about leaving Oklahoma City for the Bay Area. And, and this is where it gets really good. 
right? Because in these since-deleted tweets, Durant laid out Billy Donovan, haymaker to Billy Donovan. Uh, he ripped the Oklahoma City coach, said he didn't want to play for Billy Donovan. His roster wasn't very good. The players around him in Oklahoma City weren't very good. And it was just him and Russell Westbrook. And then he, he went on to say, imagine taking Russ off that team, see how bad they were. And then he said, KD can't win a championship with those cats. Uh, that was that was from these since-deleted tweets that Kevin Durant, it had, in his wildest dreams, did not think we'd ever know came from Kevin Durant. <laughs> it, it all went out there. And so it's fair to say that Kevin Durant does not have MVP social media skills that he is lacking in this department. So let's talk about it. The the question is an obvious question. What's going to happen now for Kevin Durant, right? What happens now for Kevin Durant? Well, it's going to be awkward. Durant will likely kid around about it and say that he got hacked or it wasn't him, you know, somebody was playing with his phone. He's going to spin this. But a couple of thoughts. The obvious elephant in the room here is thin-skinned. Confirmation. There's no doubt now. And haunting. Those are the three things that stand out about Kevin Durant. Thin-skinned, confirmation, and haunting. Number one, for years, going back to Durant's early days, not necessarily his days with the Sonics, where were very short before they morphed into the Thunder. But that aside, when the Oklahoma City Thunder became good and Durant was on that squad, what do critics, what do they say about Durant? They hinted that he was a Mr. Softy. Right, Kevin Durant was a Mr. Softy. In Oklahoma City, he was hypersensitive. We know for a fact that Durant demanded an apology from a, the big newspaper in town because they ran a headline that said, Mr. Unreliable. And the gutless people at the newspaper, not only did they bow down to Durant, they issued a retraction. <laughs> I mean, it was embarrassing. Anyway, uh, but other than that, there were a few minor missteps that critics pointed out, but it was nothing, nothing major until now. Until now. This is a cornucopia of direct evidence. This is not circumstantial evidence. This is not hearsay. This is direct evidence. This is Kevin Durant caught at the crime scene holding the weapon, and there's smoke coming off the weapon. This, his weapon's the smartphone. You can't spin it any other way. What would the defense be? Kevin Durant comes off here as the ultimate thin-skinned weasel. That's a thin-skinned weasel move. The, the Internet investigation, which took place, I was not part of this. I was privy to the results, though. I was reading on Reddit some of the results here. Some Internet sleuths went out and investigated, and they confirmed that Duran has multiple, multiple dummy accounts. They call them dummy accounts, burner accounts. He's got a ton of these things. Uh, multiple on different platforms, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you name it. You talk about adding fuel to the fire for Kevin Durant here. This is more like a hydrogen bomb uh, going off for those that believed all along, the believers, that Durant was like this. And then there was the counter argument: no, 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 there's people just out to get him. There's people that just don't like Durant, uh, just don't like his personality. Well, now we've got confirmation. Now we've got confirmation. And number two, the fact that Kevin Durant was exposed by himself. This was not the work of one of his former teammates or a scorned ex-lover or something. No, this was, this was Durant himself 
This was a Plaxico Burris-like moment, except on the internet. He didn't actually shoot himself in the leg, but by internet standards, by social media standards, Kevin Durant shot himself in the leg. Right, shot himself in the leg. This, this total weasel, <laughs> total weasel move uh, here. Now, I would say that many prominent people on social media, celebrities have ghost accounts or burner accounts. It, it, we know about this. is not new. I mean, we've, we've talked about Adam Silver a few months ago. We found out Adam Silver has been using an account to check up on different players and people that work for the NBA. Coach K has admitted that he's got one of these accounts, and there's several other celebrities types that have popped up that have these kind of things. But on social media, you know, it's, it's the Old West. It's a lawless place. You can have multiple uh, different Twitter accounts. You can, can kind of hide in the shadows, if you will. But this is different. Now, why is this different? Kevin Durant was obviously using the bogus account, unlike Adam Silver or Coach K, to kind of hide in the background and, and, and be like uh, in the room but invisible. No, no, Durant was being very active on this, and he wanted, he wanted a pound of flesh. Durant, you can tell he cannot handle this. Uh, this bothers him greatly, the criticism that he's getting. This is an emasculating situation for Kevin Durant. Uh, he incriminated himself by forgetting to do the one thing you have to do if you want to pull off the ruse. you got to be able to switch from account to account. I want to know. I want to know how many accounts he's got. I want to know how long this has been going on. And this is a total cupcake move by Kevin Durant. This is a, this is a king of the cupcakes right there, and it's not going to go away. It's not going to go away. Kevin Durant has just given a lifetime supply of chow to the trolls. He's given them as much food as they want. No matter how many championships Kevin Durant wins with the Warriors, and they're seemingly going to win every year for the rest of our lives, the Warriors are going to be in the NBA Finals. They're going to win more years than not. It doesn't matter. Durant can sign a lifetime contract with Golden State. All of that is irrelevant. All of that is irrelevant in terms of him being a thin-skinned weasel. He just backed it all up. You little weasel. That's right. Exactly. This is going to haunt him. This is a haunting mistake by Durant. How do you how do you fix it? You can't fix it. Now, final word here. Kevin Durant, he's got these rabbit ears. Right? If you have rabbit ears and you happen to be a high-profile athlete, your ears are working overtime. I mean, and I know it's cute. The Nike marketing people came up with the plan to monetize this, and they were kind of poking fun at it, and they made some shoes that put out some of the negative things that have been said about Durant. And that's great. That's wonderful. I'm sure they'll sell a ton of shoes. That's that's great. But it turns out they got to bring out a new line of shoes, and I want to put – here's what I want Nike to do. All right? I will buy these shoes. I don't buy basketball shoes per se. I want Nike to come out with a new Kevin Durant shoe – with all of his burner and ghost accounts on social media. I want the names of all his bogus accounts on Instagram, Facebook, I assume he's got them on Twitter too, and Snapchat and everything else, and I want that shoe to be covered with graffiti of Durant's different ghost accounts. That's what I want. I would like to see that. Now, the irony is is so delicious. It's so delicious because Durant, one of his big – problems with the media is that Skip Bayless. He's very upset with Skip Bayless. They've gone back and forth. In fact, one of the legendary stories, this happened last year, in fact, during the postseason, that 
supposedly the legend is that Kevin Durant was so upset with Skip Bayless of FS1. How upset was he? He was so upset with Skip Bayless that he texted a buddy of his in the report in the media to ask him a question at the podium about Skip Bayless. Like he wanted someone to tee it up so he could unload on Skip Bayless. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Garcia. We should also point out that our friend Skip Bayless had the same thing happen to him on social media where he made the mistake uh, when the uh, the new show at FS1 debuted, he made the mistake of not switching over to his uh, ghost account, and he um, made some comments that were from his main account that was slightly embarrassing. So it, this happens This happens more than you think. But I'm talking about Durant here, Eddie. This yeah. is good. This is, now, do you have a ghost account? I, I do not, do not. because I'm not a loser. Uh, wow. This is this is hilarious to me. This I is mean, great. Isn't it wonderful? Did you see the comments? No, no, made? I get, like, you had talked about, like, Coach K or somebody like that. Yeah. I kind of get that. If you, like, want to monitor your players and see what they're doing, I kind of understand it. But actually going out and using another account to tweet stuff to defend yourself and – yeah, that's so lame. And he's been doing it for a while, according to what I was reading on Reddit. There, there's some some research. But they went back. These guys, you talk about having no life. Some of these guys went exactly. back. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. No, but I'm not not just Durant, but the people investigating Durant. They like went through these different Twitter accounts that were defending Durant, and they found some of them were followed by teammates on the Warriors. Yeah. And they put two and two together. Yeah. Like if you have seven or eight followers and two of them are Draymond Green and uh, Clay Thompson, right. chances and then, and are, then, <laughs> yeah. And then like his, I guess his brother, his brother had accidentally yeah. like uh, you know did something with that account. And <laughs> wow, those, I mean those people, they got nothing uh, else to do. But I, I mean Kevin Durant, I, I mean I, I would think story. he'd have something better to do than this is great. be so petty. My God, I want to know the moment somebody said, "Hey Kevin, we've got a problem uh, with your social media." <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to know the person that had to call Durant up and explain to him, you know, we got we got a little problem here, Kevin. Uh, yeah, you might want to go back and delete some of these tweets here. We'll say you got hacked, though. Don't worry. He hasn't announced that he got hacked, though. Has he been tweeting? I haven't checked. Has he been back on social media? Is he just pretending like this? none of this happened? Do we know about that? We'll have to, we'll have uh, to I, check I don't know. That. We'll have to look into it. You don't follow Kevin Durant? No, I probably do, but. Really? I, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't follow. I follow a bunch of the you know, star players. I guess I do follow no, I don't follow. Uh, I thought I did, but I don't. Uh, no, I tweeted 11 hours ago. Since this, this really took off, since this started making the rounds on the mainstream media, uh, he's not uh, commented. His last the thing was 11 hours ago, a shooting contest with Chris Mullen. Boy, that's great video. Boy. I like his little, his little uh, line underneath his name. Yeah. I'm me, I do me, and I chill. Yeah. He's at yeah, the, you do you, all right. He's at the crib dog. That's where he's at. Crib dog. What he's doing right yeah. now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful on so many different levels. It's great. Faux drizzle. I would get a dummy account, but I'm convinced I would, the first day I would do a Durant. Like the first day I would do a, a Kevin Durant and I would just completely uh, screw it up. So that's the reason not to do it. Right there. That's the reason. All right. It's Ben Maller's show. You listen to Fox Sports Radio. The Lions are 2 0. The Detroit Lions are two and a, how many wins? How many how many more wins will the Detroit Lions get this year? They've got two right now, two right now. How many more wins for the 2017 Detroit Lions? Is this a 10 win team? Is this a nine win team? Does the bottom fall out from the Lions? How many wins for Matthew Stafford 
and the and the Lions. I'm not going to do this schedule game. Yeah, I am perusing the schedule. Are you doing it's, the schedule it's, game? It's not that strong. Yeah, but they still have to win the game that they play in front of them. They still have to beat True, but even the bad The, the likes of Cleveland uh, and Carolina. Carolina's Chicago. 2 and all, buddy. Yeah, okay. And that Saints team, watch out. That New Orleans yeah. team, they Chicago are Chicago twice, there's two wins. I mean, you think they'll, they Bengals are on there. They won't lose at Soldier Field, one of the games in Chicago. Maybe the weather won't be that great. No. Well, maybe if they put in Mitchell Trubisky, I mean, that'll change things. So they got two. Let's say... The Vikings, they get ten. You got ten wins there for the for the Lions. They beat the Vikings once, maybe beat the Packers one time, maybe in Detroit. I'll say, I'll say nine. So they're only going to win seven more games. So the rest of the year, the fourteen games, the rest of the year, they're going to go seven and seven. That's what that's what they're going to do. Well, I mean, they have some very winnable games, yeah. but they also have some tough games too. It's a, it's a real mixed bag here. See, the, the problem is they're not going to win all the cupcakes. Like Vikings, they, Steelers, Packers. Yeah, but they have to play the Vikings of the division. I know yeah. Buccaneers. Mm. Yeah, all right. They also don't they play the Bengals? I guess we're they doing do, the schedule yeah. game. I didn't want to do the schedule game, but I <laughs> feel like we're doing the schedule me. game. You can blame me. I bl- you dragged me down the I rabbit did. hole. It's I a bad did. job by you. All right, we're going to do a Ben Maller show riddle. No, I like doing riddles. I want to see what if you can. I didn't know that about you. I want to see if you can figure out what all these things have in common. All right, dancing, peanut butter and jelly, PBJ, PB and J, and Connect Four. What do dancing? PB&J and Connect Four have in common. It's a Ben Maller Show exclusive. It's a riddle. We'll pay off the answer to the riddle. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is 79% more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It is the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco fan. I <laughs> wish I could pull off those suits. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have Maller to the third degree coming up in a couple minutes, but right now the Ben Maller riddle. Uh, what do dancing peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and Connect Four have in common. All right, uh, let's see here. Uh, does anyone have the answer? Anyone at all? Anyone at all? Uh, no? Uh, let's see here. Uh, Justin says, dancing PB&J and Connect Four sounds like an average night uh, for Sirius Sean. All right. Uh, well, yes, Sirius <laughs> Our regular callers, yes. Uh, Bubba says uh, these all these are all things Coop's team the uh, Broncos uh, ate. He says that's his answer. That is correct. That is accurate. Bubba got it right. Good job by you. During the weather delay, they had an hour delay in Denver. The Bronco players hung out in the locker room, and they this is what they claim. I always wonder if this is true or they're just they they were asked a question they have to give an answer, but they claim the Bronco players that they were delayed for over an hour, sixty two minutes. And so what they did was they hung out in the locker room and they played Connect Four. They had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and then they danced. They also played rock, paper, scissors as well. Get out of here. I'm just telling you what they're saying, Eddie. You don't believe that they were there? Uh, I don't believe that. They were on their phones. They weren't playing Connect Four. No, 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 no. Vance Joseph. Who's having the time of his life coaching the Broncos? Vance Joseph said that he turned down the air conditioning in the locker room. 
That's a savvy move, Eddie, because he, he wants the players, he wanted the players to stay warm while the Cowboys got cold. See, that's how they – that's why it was only a 7 nothing game in the, in the weather delay. And then the Broncos were inspired by those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know what was in those PB&J sandwiches? Steroids. That's what was in those sandwiches. And they went out there and they destroyed the Cowboys. They used steroids and HGH. That's what they did, Eddie. I'm convinced of it. Okay. <laughs> what were the Cowboys doing? Uh, taking a nap. <laughs> Clearly, they were. They were drinking they, warm milk. They, they weren't having PB and J sandwiches, which is a great sandwich. And we've often talked about how underrated the PB and J sandwich is. And I don't eat it enough. Uh, I need to eat more PB and J sandwiches. I do need to add that to my rotation. Every time I have one, I think, boy, I should have another one. I should. I should make this part of my weekly routine. But I don't. I highly it. recommend it. What are, what other games? Did they have, uh, like, shoots and ladders or only connect four? What other games could they have had in the locker room? Battleship. Battleship's a good game, yeah. Do they have, like, a game shelf in the locker room? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> With the old beat-up Monopoly box? Like, who happened to have connect four in the locker room? Did, they, did Vaughn Miller have that in his uh, locker? And he's like, okay. Well, there's only one man to go to for the inside scoop on this, and that's our Broncos insider, Justin Cooper. All right, the Koopa Loop, your thoughts on this developing story out of the Mile High City? Well, Ben, I actually, I mean, as much as I hate to admit it, I, I kind of lean towards what you were saying. I don't know. I mean, I, I believe this quote came from Von Miller. Well, much of it did come from Von Miller. And yeah. he, he likes to... Uh, uh, embellish? Yeah. He's like the president. He uses puffery. Exactly. Right? <laughs> he uses puffery. You think they were playing Trivial Pursuit, possibly? How about that? When's the last time you played Trivial Pursuit, Eddie? Oh, God, <laughs> at least a decade. 25 years ago, that was Whoa. a big deal, right? Look, now that I think about it, it's very possible that they were playing Connect Four, but I think it's like Eddie said, if they were playing Connect Four, it was an app on their phones. That's a good point. Yeah. Fair point. Not they weren't like playing backgammon or something like that. They didn't pull out a oh, backgammon thing. I would still like to picture Demarius Thomas and Von Miller fighting over who gets to be the little car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, Monopoly. I, in my head, they're all wearing their full uniform and helmets <laughs> while they're doing this. And then, and then, <laughs> I get to be the dog. <laughs> and, then, and then it wasn't just Connect Four; it was like Operation and Candyland. They like they they went they went old school. They went they had shoots and ladders. They were doing it right. They were going for it. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We'll mix in some uh, phone calls there. That's the answer to the real Bubba got it right. Clearly cheating. We'll get to Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that also in a little bit. You're listening to the Ben Maller Radio Program on Fox. God, do we thank you for that. Man, we really appreciate it here, everyone involved. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia is going to give you the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, week two of the NFL schedule wrapped up on Monday night in New York where the Lions beat the Giants 24-10. Detroit's 2-0 to start the year. Quarterback Matthew Stafford had a couple of touchdown passes, but the big play of the game came in the fourth quarter thanks to Jamel Agnew, who returned a punt 88 yards for a touchdown. That was it. The Giants 0-2 now to start the year. Wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. did make his season debut, but he wasn't a factor. Four catches for 36 yards. In NFL news, Panthers tight end Greg Olson had surgery on his broken foot Monday morning. He's expected to miss six to eight weeks. In baseball games of note, Yankees over the Twins 2-1. New York rookie slugger Aaron Judge hit his American League leading 44th home run of the season. For Minnesota with the loss, their lead for that second wildcard spot in the American League is down to a game and a half on the Idle Angels. 11 innings for the Red Sox to beat the Orioles 10-8. Boston still has a three-game lead on New York atop the AL East. Marlins roll over the Mets 13-1 with Giancarlo Stanton hitting his major league leading 55th home run of the season in the win. It was the Phillies over the Dodgers 4-3. Clayton Kershaw taking the loss for LA and the Brewers shut off the Pirates 3-0. Milwaukee's two back of the Idle Rockies for the second wildcard spot 
in the NL. This report is brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, I will admit that this is low-hanging fruit. I'm just trying to instigate Eddie, something here. But Eddie, the, the best fruit is the low-hanging fruit, well, ben, most delicious the, fruit. Big news out of the NBA. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bogut is now a Los Angeles yes! Laker. Uh, one year, two point three million. You may remember the last time Woo! we saw Bogut. He played like ten seconds for the Cavs before he broke yeah. his leg and missed the rest of the season. That is great. Well, that's a big pickup. That's a championship move. The Lakers are now closer to the Holy Grail, Eddie, that they've picked up. That's of course the, the championship. Now that they've picked up Andrew Bogut, that is a defining point right there. What's wrong with your Clippers? You can't rip Andrew Bogut. He's got that championship defenders league protection. What is still wrong with the Clippers? He was on the Warriors back in the day, so congratulations. And where's Laker Al? Remember Laker Al used to, to call up? Champagne and diamond <laughs> rings. Yes. Champagne and diamond rings and caviar dreams. It's going to be a tiptoe through the tulips, Eddie, with Andrew Bogan on that team. Could you have two more slow, uh, gigantic hulking centers then Brooke Lopez and Andrew Bogut. What are the Lakers? The Twin tri- Towers. What are, exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ben, it sounded like you were about to say white. No, no, no. Oh, I, I, I don't I know. You, I don't look at I racist. That. You're, racist. You're racist for racist. thinking that I was going to no, say white. Because I heard you starting to say the word. Andrew Bogut's not white. He's from <laughs> uh, Australia. The, the He's not towers. white. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there. How dare you? Why would you be disturbed by that? But listen, I think this is a great move. There, there's clearly a shortage of slow white centers in the NBA, as you would say, Danny. And you're gonna, the other team's gonna be rattled when they Racist. see when they see Andrew Bogut and Brooke Lopez. They, they're gonna be like in disarray. They're like, ah, oh, we don't even want to play today. They'll be upside down. They'll be so stunned by these two uh, these two guys on that team. All right, let's go to Nashville, Danny who's on Fox Sports Radio. We were going to go to No Condom Carl, but he hung up. Bad job by him. Nashville Danny. What's going on, Danny? Hello? You want to get on was the Was that air? a drop or was that for no, real? No, I think that was real. Hello? I'm on, I'm on the live air. Not anymore. All right. Uh, no, here we go. Uh, so first I wanted to thank a show legend like Tammy in Montana last week for calling in and taking my side. Hey, where are the white women at? Yeah, she took my side in this whole Zeke Elliott, uh, Kobe. Listen, you're, both, you're both wrong, but that's fine. You, you can well, live no, your I life. Mean, you're on the wrong side of history. I'm on the right, right side. That, that's fine. She's a show legend. She took my side, so I'll take that. Um, yeah. Any kind any, of any kind of a little moral victory you can get, you will take. I understand, and I would too if I was you. You're, you've been bashed every time you've called up. You've given erroneous information. We've punished you, rightfully so. But that's well, right. no. No, no, no. What you do is you put me on hold and then you hang up on me after you've been proven wrong. Incorrect. Uh, we do not do that. Oh, That's okay, what other okay. shows do. We don't do that. Anywho, I-, I call it into a public service announcement about the current top five rankings for caller of the year. Hold on a second. Hold on. Before you do that, All right. there's an internet rumor, and I want you to confirm or deny this, that when you're going to bed, you play the nationwide jingle with Peyton Manning as your music. Is that true? Confirm or deny that? I'll do neither, no. Fifth. Fifth Amendment. So you will not respond, okay? No. All no right. comment. Has your, no are, comment. Are you married? I'm not. No, you're I'm not. only 22. Oh, I'm you're only, only two. Oh, you're a young guy. Don't get married for a while. Right. Young guy. But yeah. when you get married, will your wife get HGH sent to her uh, house? Well, 
that that didn't happen, so I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, it absolutely did happen. Peyton Manning never never denied it. Wouldn't he deny that? If if it wasn't true, wouldn't you deny it? He denied denied everything else. Why did he deny that? Ben, let me say first that I want to respond to this Peyton thing, and then what you usually do is you put me on hold, and then you hang up. I want to to respond to this and then get to the top five callers. Okay. There's a lot of content here. You're providing a lot of content. I don't even need to do anything. I'll just sit back. You provide. Now, you're going to give me some bogus information on Peyton Manning. Overnight radio. You're you're in the tank with Peyton, so we know that. All right. I want to say first, there's zero proof of any goons going to that Sleazeball pharmacist. Oh, there, there absolutely is. Uh, we'll it's stop not. you right there. There's a 911 phone call from the family of Charlie Sly. That's all the proof that you need. You don't call 911 unless it's an emergency. Well, Ben, is there collusion between those goons and Peyton? Has that been proven? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, no, you have no proof of that, so I'll just get to the top five calls. Again, uh, the 911 phone call. Saying there's what? some people in coats outside the door and they're scaring the family. There's That's no- all the proof that you need right there. And a spokesperson for Peyton Manning admitted that part of what Charlie Sly said in that documentary was true. You have no proof of that, but Ben. I, I do. It's, oh, you are so funny. All right, I got I got to move on. Hurry up with no, your no, stupid. No, 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 you uh, panicked. Yes, your all stupid right, list. All right, here we go. Here we go. Rachel Montebello, number five. Mark the full name guy, number four. Weed Man Hippie, number three. Angry Bill, number two. Tammy Montana, number one. Uh, you're just, you're just. Hey, where are the white women at? Smoozing Tammy Montana. That's a bogus list. You didn't include Helmet Man. That's a bad he job by you. He doesn't fall enough. He, he called. Listen, it's impact. It doesn't matter the quantity. It's the quality. It's the quality called. of the call that matters. It matters. What about Mr. Tibbs? On Sunday morning. Yeah. Go listen to that in a loop. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. Nashville Danny. Nashville Danny has no credibility. He didn't have Helmet Man on his list. No mention of Mr. Tibbs. It's a bad job by him. It's ridiculous. All right, let's uh, move on now. It's third degree time. We bring in the Coop Galoot. Ben, during yesterday's show, you said that the Carolina Panthers are the worst 2-0 team in the league. Now, meanwhile, after their game yesterday, Julius Peppers called the Panthers' defense one of the best that he's ever played on. So what do you think, Ben? Are you not giving the Panthers' D enough credit? No, they don't. No, I'm not, I'm not in the business of handing out credit. I'm not. No, th- if you deserve it, I will give it to you if, if I see fit. But here's the thing. I'll tell you why. At this point, no. I am not going to bang the drum for Carolina because they stonewalled the 49ers and the Buffalo Bills. These are two of the worst offensive teams in the NFL. A better barometer, as we have pointed out here, is going to be for the Panthers over the next couple of weeks. You've got Drew Brees and Tom Brady back-to-back. If the Panthers can smother the Saints and the Patriots – then you got something. Then you get a little credit, pat on the back, extra couple of orange slices, the whole thing for Carolina. And B, we got to be realistic about the Carolina Panthers. They're 2-0, and but the Carolina Panthers appear to be like the Houston Texans of the NFC. What I mean by that is if Cam Newton 
doesn't snap out of it, the funk that he's in right now, and I'm being totally impartial with this and, and objective, then they're irrelevant. Great defense is wonderful. you got to have some offense. you got to have a big-time offense. And Cam Fig Newton, he's got an 85.3 quarterback rating. He's looked even worse than that. He's been out of sync. There's been no rhythm, unable to finish drives with touchdowns, and that is problematic for the Carolina Panthers, especially considering the fact that it's come against two of the mediocre to bad teams in the NFL. The Niners are a terrible team. The Bills are an average team. If Cam Newton cannot put up monster numbers against the Saints this coming week, then the, then you really got a stage 10 panic situation. Next. Now, we were talking uh, 2-0. Now let's talk 0-2. The Bears are winless, and they had a uh, decent showing against the Falcons in week one, but looked awful getting shut out against the Bucks. Now, fans have been calling for the Mitch Trubisky era to start, but John Fox announced that he will be sticking with Mike Glennon saying, quote, you can't pin it all on the QB. Ben, they drafted this guy second overall to play, right? What's the what's John Fox waiting for? Yeah, well, I'm a trial-by-fire guy, but what's going on in Chicago, I figure this out. I have solved the Bears. I've figured it out. John Fox and the other executives in Chicago, they're going old school. It's a mistake. They're playing the waiting game, and the reason they're playing the waiting game, I'll tell you, first of all, it is clear that the Bears want to spoon-feed Mitchell Trubisky. They play the Steelers, Packers on the road, Vikings at the Ravens and the Panthers the next five weeks. Those are all, except for Green Bay, really good defensive football teams. It is going to be a bloodbath for the Chicago Bears. They will go into full-on. You think they're bad now. They're going to go into full-on hibernation over the next five games. They will not win one of those five games. They should not win one of those five games the next few weeks. So the thinking in Chicago is they would prefer to sacrifice the human sacrifice of Mike Glennon before making any kind of a change. And secondly, the Bears are looking for a soft landing spot. That's what they're looking for to boost up Trubisky's confidence. Now, if you look at the the schedule for Chicago, where is it? It ain't the next five weeks, right? You're not going to give a guy a starting job in, in Pittsburgh or with the Steelers or the Packers or the Vikings or the Ravens, th- those teams seem like a, a non-starter. You got to look at week eight. That is when the Bears play the Saints. Now, it's in the bayou. It's in the bayou, but New Orleans is a garbage defense. They're a terrible team. They can't stop anybody. Then you've got to buy after that, and the Bears have back-to-back home games. So if you're going to make a switch and you want a confidence-boosting situation, for Mitchell Trubisky, then you got to start week eight. Keep in mind, even with that, even with a soft landing, there's still going to be growing pains. But you might as well get the clock started right now. Why wait? Why wait? You're just delaying the inevitable. Next. Now, it's reported that the USC versus Texas game uh, this past weekend drew more in attendance than both the Rams and Chargers combined. Now, it's Phillip a better Rick- game. Yeah, it was. Double but- overtime was great. It was awesome. Yeah. Clutch kicks. Uh, Philip Rivers insisted that as the team starts to win games, the fans will definitely show up. Do you think they will? Well, here's the way I look at it. The char- and I'm going to talk more about the Chargers in particular later. But the, the Chargers and Rams are in a psychological battle to win the hearts, minds, and souls of the SoCal football fan. The Rams have a huge edge. Uh, there's room for the Chargers. 
to grow and to thrive and to prosper in Los Angeles, but they got to be fully committed. And I'm not sure they're fully committed at this point. Number one, winning obviously is important, right? And Philip Rivers said that, you know, you win, you win games, people are going to come out. Yeah, but it's how you win that matters. You got to have star power. You need the razzle-dazzle. You can't, in the L.A. market, you can't be a grinded-out, lunch-pail type of team. That might work in Baltimore. It could work in Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, but it ain't going to work in the L.A. market. You got to have the wow factor, and neither one of these teams has that right now. The Rams and Chargers are lacking in that department. Number two, the Rams have a huge leg up because of the obvious. There are a bunch of old farts like me that grew up Ram fans and then there was a 20-year gap where they went to St. Louis, and now that they're back, you know, it's, it's just not the same with the Chargers. Right? It's not the same at all. Now, the, the advice to the Chargers is to keep the ticket prices somewhat reasonable, have a lower ticket price than the Rams do, and have success. You know, 6.2 million people have watched professional baseball in Los Angeles this year. That's the attendance for the Dodgers and the Angels in the, in the SoCal L.A. market. 1.5 million have attended NBA games. A bunch more have gone to hockey as well. There's plenty of sports fans to support two NFL teams, but if you suck and you do nothing to convince the people to come out, they ain't going to show up. And if you're bad, they're not going to go there. They don't support bad teams. But in most cities, that's the way it is. All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? He passed this edition. That's a winner. All right, time now for the Insta Trivia. Here we go. And you can answer it on Twitter, at Ben Maller. Right, we're looking for the name of an NFL quarterback uh, who's been around for a while, who is 0-36 in their career when trailing teams in the fourth quarter that have a winning record. So in this particular player's career, 36 games in their career, trailing teams in the fourth quarter that have a winning record, and this guy's record is 0-36. That is the Insta Trivia. The answer next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the Insta Trivia. Here we go. We're looking for the name of an NFL quarterback. He's 0-36 in his career when trailing teams in the fourth quarter that happen to have a winning record. That is the Insta Trivia. And uh, what is the answer? Eric is going with Ke- – Eric in Ohio says Canelo Alvarez is the answer. Adam checks in with Patriots great quarterback Kevin O'Connell. Bobby Boucher from Rob in Vegas. Ivinson in Orlando is going with Lamar Jackson as his answer. Uh, who else do we have? Colin Kaepernick, guest by O'Day. Ryan Fitzpatrick. From the Duluth fan, Kevin Durant thrown out by Just Josh. Barry Zito from El Guapo. What say you, Eddie? I'm going with Moses Marino. The great Moses Marino. That is incorrect, unfortunately. The correct answer, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Not exactly captain comeback there against the good teams in his NFL career. 0-36 when trailing in the fourth quarter against teams that have a winning record. Let's get to it. Here we go. It's Ben Maller, and he's going all in. I'll go all in. All in. I'm going to go all in. All right, let's find out how we did last night. Coop-de-loop. Coop-de-loop. Ben, we all won. Ah, that's a winner. 
Nice. All right, we're almost out of time. I'll take the uh, Pomeranian, Drew Pomerantz in the Red Sox. Eddie. Cebu Lions over the Chibolote Marines by a run and a half. Japanese baseball. All right, Danny G. Nats at Atlanta. Max Scherzer Day. I'm taking the under. It's eight. Kuba Loop, who you got? Ben, I am all in on the L.A. Dodgers oh, to bounce wow. back. Oh, wow. You Darvish. You Darvish. The NFL's version of a punching bag. More like a punch line as well. That would be the newest team in Los Angeles. Uh, Chargers at it again. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. If you had the Giants beating the Lions Monday night, you're a loser. Did not happen. If you had Odell Beckham lighting the world on fire in his return to the NFL after missing last week, you are wrong. Beckham did nothing. Just another guy. Nothing spectacular. Had four catches, 36 total yards in a limited Limited debut, uh, ankle injury for Odell Beckham. He played a little bit over 61% of the snaps, right around that number, according to the stat geeks that track that kind of stuff. I also saw that Odell Beckham is open to a contract extension. That story was making the rounds, uh, that we we learned that Beckham's open to an extension with the Giants, which, of course, if someone is offering you a ton of money, why would you not be open to it? Of course, like when Fox Sports Radio contacts me and says, you know, Ben, we'd like to pay you a little more money. You had a really good show last Thursday. We want to pay you a little more money. I say, yes. Okay, I'm open to that. My ears are open. Uh, if you want to pay me more money, I'm fine with it. See, here's the thing with Beckham. Beckham is in a, in a situation where he loves being a big deal in New York. He's the biggest star in the New York market right now. And that matters, right? It matters. You can be a gigantic star for the Green Bay Packers. You can be a gigantic star uh, in different cities. But in New York, the opportunities at Madison Avenue and Wall Street that present themselves there are different than almost anywhere else. I mean, there's a few other towns where you get that kind of stuff. But LA's, LA's one, you could say, but the Rams and Chargers would have to be really good. Miami, there's great opportunity. But New York... And Beckham's just soaking it all up. So, yeah, of course he'd be open. It'd be very difficult for him to leave there and go play for, like, the Arizona Cardinals or somebody like that. I just don't see that scenario playing out, even if he got paid more money. But we'll talk more about that later. I want to move away from that. It's been less than appealing, the debut for the rebranded Los Angeles Chargers. Well, they they didn't really rebrand. They just changed the city name. They could have still called themselves the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles. They could have done that. Uh, but they're 0-2, a couple of botched field goals in these first two weeks of the regular season. You stack that up with an overall lack of buzz, and they are the running joke. They are the meme of the early NFL season. Am I reading that right? Like if you're a fan of the Bengals or the Texans or the Falcons or the Packers or the Patriots, you're goofing on the Chargers. You're goofing on the Chargers because of a couple of things. The attendance is terrible. You could not sell out a 27,000-seat soccer stadium. Uh, it's ugly. The grave dancers, as we call them, are having a field day. The schadenfreude 
is in full effect with the Charger franchise. And so let's talk about this because I keep people, I, I keep getting messages on on social media and email uh, from from members of the militia who are like, "Oh, this is embarrassing. They should go back to San Diego. What a joke! How could the NFL have allowed this to happen?" Blah 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 blah. All right, so let's ask the question. I'll go first. Is the person running the team, Dean Spanos, has been running the Chargers' day-to-day operations for many years. And according to his Wikipedia page, he is less popular than Kim Jong-un. That's what it says on his Wikipedia page. So is Dean Spanos, the CEO of the Chargers, at this point, we're two weeks in, one home game, one real home game, regretting the decision to leave the San Diego market for Los Angeles? Now, the easy answer is, of course he is. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. It's demoralizing for the Charger franchise that they plan in a small stadium. They can't sell it out. There are more fans of the other team there. But my response is not at all. That To say that, you're on the wrong side of this. You're on the wrong side. A couple of thoughts here. The ugly truth, financial windfall, and you got to earn it. You got to earn it. The first thing is this. Clearly one game. One's a very small sample size. I get that. But one game at home into their existence. The the Chargers are looking like a box office bomb, right? I mean, you're, you can't sell 27,000 tickets. It's a... It's, it's embarrassing. It's a failure. It's uh, unsatisfactory. It's inadequate. It's all of that. Nevertheless, though, the ugly truth is that it does not matter. Dean Spanos and the other NFL owners who voted on this, they've got a public and private position. Publicly, Spanos and the other owners are going to have to be upset, right? The optics are bad. It looks embarrassing for the owners of the NFL uh, that that's just not right, right? How could you possibly have this? I mean, this is embarrassing. But privately, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. And that's really the ugly truth about this. Football is a TV show. It's about market size. It's more important to be in the business of football for the Chargers in L.A., even if they only have 25,000 fans show up to their games then in San Diego, if they had 70,000 or 80,000 fans, plus the, each NFL owner is going to get $55 million, 50, $55 million over the next decade in relocation money because of the Chargers and the Rams moving. So it's financially, it's great. It's wonderful in that respect for the other owners. And it, from a television standpoint, when the TV contract comes up again, it's going to be a few more years but they could renegotiate sooner, it means something. Even if the ratings aren't great, it's very bizarre. And, it, and somebody asked me the other day, how, how, does that, how does that work? If they have no fans and the ratings aren't that great, why does it matter? I have no good answer. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense, but I have been told by people that know, claim to know much more than me that it does matter. That Even with the lack of ratings, the belief is that they'll get there, that they'll get there. They've got work to do the Chargers, and the Rams for that matter, but they'll reach a point where they end up catching lightning in a bottle. They put some good teams out there, and then people show up. 
And that's the second thing. The grave dancers, the schadenfreude crowd, they don't like to hear this, right? That Dean Spanos, who runs the Chargers, is not worried about a lack of fans, a general apathy towards the team. Why is that? Because of the financial windfall that this provides the Spanos family. Should they look to get out of the football business? There have been some people speculating once that new stadium opens up in Inglewood, the move for Spanos is to unload, to sell the team. A couple years ago, when this was still in the rumor stage, go back to 2004, back when Spanos was still flirting with politicians in San Diego, considering whether or not to relocate, there were a bunch of uh, threats made. There was saber rattling from the Chargers that they were going to leave, and a lot of people didn't take them seriously. But the Chargers had a franchise value, according to Forbes, of $995 million, which is a great amount of money. You've done pretty well for yourself when you own a business that's worth $995 million, right? That's not bad. It's a not, not a bad spot to be in at all. Well, now that the Chargers are in L.A., Forbes just released the franchise values. Three years later, in L.A., I'll give you no buzz. I'm not going to push back on that. There's no buzz. There's no excitement. There's nothing. The Charger franchise value now, playing at a soccer stadium that they can't sell out after one game, one home game, is, you know what it is? Do you see this? $2.2 billion. So they've gone from a $995 million value, according to Forbes, to $2.2 billion. Imagine what it's going to be like if they actually create some excitement and they put a good team out on the field. So the move to Los Angeles has been worth over a billion dollars in equity for Dean Spanos. So you can make all the jokes you want. You can give away all the free tacos you want every time the Chargers lose a game. And Spanos is laughing all the way to the bank. You can handle a whole lot of social media blowback if you've got a billion dollars extra coming your way. Now, one final thing here. Los Angeles is no different than most other cities in this respect. the It's not as provincial as uh, like Boston and some other places, but the Rams are popular because, like I, as I mentioned earlier, the old guys who grew up with the Rams when they were little kids, and then they left, and they're like, all right, we'll bring them back. The Chargers, there's not a lot of that going on. There's not a lot of – there's a few, but there's not a lot of, like, Charger fans in the L.A. area. It, it's not going to happen overnight. And – if they become a winner. It's like we mentioned this earlier. The Rams and Chargers are in this war to win, and whoever wins gets front-runner status. But you got to have the razzle-dazzle. you got to have that as well. All right, it's so the Ben Mather Show on Fox. And now with more on this developing story, die-hard Charger fan. And he's a season ticket holder. He wears the Charger gear proudly. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Bolts Willie Garcia. Yeah, second part of that accurate, first part of that not accurate. But, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yes. Dean, Dean Spanos, uh, they they, they uh, had him out there. Uh, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson has been hired by the organization to be, you know, part of the organization. Basically, he's oh, getting out there. Oh, he's getting killed and, by some of the San Diego people, though. They're killing uh, Tomlinson. I'm, sh- I'm, sure, I'm sure that he is, but uh, I'm sure sell he, out. You know, yeah, who cares? I mean. <laughs> How much is he paid? I want to know what his – What's he getting, like 100000 a year to be Probably. a PR guy yeah. for the Chargers? Probably. Yeah. He's out there, you know, uh, just that's kind of a, the face of the franchise. Is it really working, of. though? As far as what? Like, are people, if you're, if a guy in L.A., and we're on a big station in L.A. right now, our flagship, AM 570, like if you're at, uh, I don't know, at the store or something, and you hear about LaDainian Tomlinson, you know, 
celebrating the Chargers. You can be like, oh, I wasn't going to go to a game. I wasn't going to watch a game, but now I saw Tomlinson, now I'm going to watch a game. No, but I think he's well liked and well respected amongst people who is he selling know one, football. Does he sell one ticket though? I don't does think one he's, person no, probably buy not. a ticket. Probably right. not. All right. That's what but I again, he's you know if you're going to put somebody out there as this is the face of our team, you're going to put Spanos out there. No, you're no, going to no, put no. Danny and Tomlinson. I, out I there? would have had fun with it. I would have brought back Ryan Leaf. That's what I oh, would have done. On. No, no, it no, would. That's have, not. That, come on, oh, you're being Eddie. so silly. No, no, I think it would be fun. Right, self-deprecating no humor. Look, the, the few Charger humor, fans Eddie. that are still coming to the it? games would not think that was fun. Oh, but you guys are you're so grumpy. You have no sense of humor. How funny would that be? It's like, hey, it would be funny to you, but not to them. To ev- it was one of the right, worst ask, draft picks in Danny, NFL history. Danny G, uh, Eddie's got no sense of humor. He's a sourpuss over there. Do you not see the comedic value if the Chargers hired Ryan Leaf as an ambassador and kind of owned it and said, well, you've made some past mistakes, but we're going to turn it around now in Los Angeles. Wouldn't that be hilarious? But do you think Ryan Leaf would sell any tickets, though? Yes, of course. Every <laughs> drug addict would yeah. buy the tickets. Absolutely. Yeah, and Danny is, would be in favor of Jamarcus Russell being hired uh, as a Raider ambassador over well, some of their great players. they don't need an players. ambassador. They're leaving Oakland. They, don't care. they need an ambassador when they get to Vegas, I guess. They can hire Carrot Top to be their yeah. ambassador when they get to Vegas. Jamarcus could be a bartender. Wow. Purple drank on the menu. Do I have some purple drank? What happened to that comeback? Remember he was going to try to come back a couple years ago? He worked out uh, he, for the – He was the only one interested in the comeback. No, he worked out for the Chicago Bears. And they well, said – So what? They said, we'll call you, don't call yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. That's what they said. He found the deli in Chicago. I'm a little upset with you, Eddie, though. I think that was brilliant. Ryan Leaf to bring him it, back. It was, you got to be uh, It was the opposite of brilliant. It was a wonderful idea. It was a really dumb idea. Right. Now, I don't really don't take calls in the opening portion. of This is what we call the A block. Yeah. This is the hour so, three There's a special A-block. caller, though? Is that what you're saying? Well, I want to know if this is legit because this is like a ghost of the Ben Maller show past. Ooh. And I want to know if this is real or not. Sounds intriguing. This is one of the legendary callers of the old days of the Ben Maller show. Back in, we, we call it the Wild West. The weekend version of the show when we knew no one was listening and management certainly wasn't monitoring the show. We pretty much did whatever we wanted. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to see if I can guess who this is. Okay. Can, you give me, can you give me a hint All right. Uh, this is someone that was a regular, I want to say, over a decade ago, uh, had a zany nickname, <laughs> had a wild name. In fact, his nickname was actually said by a Sacramento Kings broadcaster, uh, and we used that as a drop on the show uh, what else? He's like, he was into music, like rock and roll. He loved the Cleveland sports teams, but he didn't live in Cleveland. Oh, boy. Oh, this, I'm being very vague here. Very wow. vague. I don't know what else I can say here. There were some great moments when he called the show. I better go to him. I don't want him to hang All up, right. Eddie. I, I got All nothing. Right. All right. Let's go now to the Valley of the Sun, and we welcome back. I hope this is really him. Zigzag on the oh, Ben Maller show. Yeah. Hello, Zigzag. Is this really you? I just want to begin by saying that what it is, what it was, what it shall be. Pittsburgh fans like to have sex with goats. <laughs> they do. It, that's, that's zigzag. I, that's my. Where have, you, where have you been, zigzag? I've always been listening. I'm still part of the Chicken Finger Militia. Yeah. All right. Uh, I was wondering what happened to you. I mean, it's been like 10 years. It's been a, a long while there, zigzag. You just yeah. aged me. Yeah. All right. Well, the point back. is, yes. what I'm trying to say, yeah. uh, on one of the Browns boards right now, they're asking, is Hugh, Hugh Jackson on the uh, hot plate right now? 
And I don't think he is because he did lose to Pittsburgh and he did lose to the Ravens. And we were kind of expecting that. However, we are still favored right now going into Indy. Now, when you say say we, you're talking about the Cleveland Browns, for those that are just listening. Well, I am the Cleveland Browns. You are the entire franchise. Now, when you last called the show, who was the Browns quarterback? (laughs) Uh, It was uh, Kelly Holcomb. Was it Kelly? No, I I think it it was before Kelly Holcomb. That's completely wrong. Forget that. It was Spurgeon Wynn. Spurgeon Whoa. Wynn was the Browns quarterback. Okay. It's been a while. Wonderful name. Yeah. You know, one of the old Browns quarterbacks works here now. Is it Brady Quinn yeah, does yeah. a show on the weekends? He works here. Yeah. He's very handsome, by the way. He's still he's got he's got good packs. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen him without his shirt off? Yeah. He's uh isn't isn't Brady Quinn like a hero in like the gay community, right? Uh, seriously. Like, I'm not saying he's he's not gay, but I'm saying that. He was. Remember when he played uh, for the a Bron- hero, or just well, like, no, like they like his looks? Yeah, like a pinup guy. Okay. You know. Well, I mean, if he's remember a that? hero, if he's a hero, <laughs> then he obviously right. did commercials for Subway. Oh, look at you! I see what you did there. See no, but I, I wasn't there. Wasn't ben, there? may I ask a question? Of yeah, Zigzag? this is the great Zigzag. I'm on it. This is great. I want to go on forever. We'll just blow off all the commercials. Now, I want to talk now, more Zigzag. Zigzag. I'm, I'm just curious. Um, yeah. I know yeah. you said you've been listening. You've been. You're curious. I am curious. What? What made you decide tonight's the night? I'm yeah. going to call back in and check in on. Good Dan. question, Eddie. Good question. Uh, I'm uh, I'm drunk and high. There you go. There it there is. is. He's back. He's been, he was sober for a decade, but now he's back. Zigzag has returned. You know, Zigzag. You probably won't call for a while. And no. I, I, no, I'm going to give you a golden ticket though, just in case you decide to call in the next month. I'm going to get you right to the front of the line. You get a golden ticket, Zigzag. I got a golden ticket. You get a car, and you get a car. No, 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 we don't have cars. No, we're not giving away. There's no monetary value. All right, be good, Zigzag. All right, don't go anywhere. Thank you, buddy. All right, there. All right, right, there. Be good. There's the great Zigzag. Wow, that's a blast from the past there. All our home games be forgot because we have no offensive line. (laughs) Should all away games be forgot, we have no defensive line. Some of his uh, past holiday jingles. We uh, we did a whole holiday show one year with nothing but... uh, Derogatory yeah, he, he used to be on Twitter song. too, right? He's yeah, not on Twitter yeah, anymore. Yeah. I don't think he's gone off the grid. I don't know. What do you want from me? All right, you've got a new neighbor. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show is seventy-nine percent more enjoyable when you join us on Twitter. It's the backdoor way to be heard on the radio. You can message the Maller Posse by following Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller, and you can follow and tweet at our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites on the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. Electric yeah. blanket, turn it all the way up and heat her out. Heat her out. Uh, heat H E A T. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. That was pretty cool. Zigzag. I tried to run, and I, I made a sprint to the other room to pick up the phone to talk to Zigzag off the air. And he's so drunk and high, he hung up immediately. Uh, so we could not uh, converse off the air. But that was good. A caller from the past checking back in. It is the Ben Maller Show. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. But you already knew that. You've got a new neighbor. Well, very exciting news. Uh, for Danny G and Coop de Loop, your new neighbor and Eddie 
is Floyd Money Mayweather. Do you see this? Money Mayweather has just spent $26 million to buy a mansion in the heart of Beverly Hills. Now, rich people spending money on real estate is not worthy of much conversation, but the reason I found this interesting is Money Mayweather, known for the nickname Money, spent $26 million. We're told it is an all-cash deal. All cash. Now, when you buy real estate, for you know, you've got you know a mortgage for 30 years or something like that. No, no. This is straight cash, homie. Now, the question is this. Ten years from now, so in the year 2027, will Floyd Mayweather own that house or will Uncle Sam own that house? That's the question. Eddie, My what, money's on Sam. You're going to go with Uncle Sam. All right. Uh, Danny G, do you believe that uh, Floyd Mayweather will own this house in Beverly Hills in 10 years or uh, his Uncle uh, Sam will own the house? What do you think, Danny? Ben, he's been ducking people for years. I'm going with Money Mayweather. Money Mayweather. All right. Koopa Loop, are you going to go with Money Mayweather or Uncle Sam? I think Danny's just trying to be a contrarian here. Yeah. You, I think you set the line too high. It's it's a, it's easily <laughs> easily not going to be a money way. Well, I think he can make it five years, and I'll tell you why. Because he could he could fight McGregor again in like a year or two. So that'll buy him some more time and a little bit more money. So I could see that happening. But ten years, I mean, it's going to be pretty tough. Mayweather's going to be his early fifties. That's going to be pretty difficult. For money, Mayweather to to find income at that age. What's he? What is he gonna do? He's not gonna be like a boxing broadcaster, is he? What else can he do? I don't know. Maybe he's got some amazing talent that we don't know about that he's gonna dazzle everyone with. He's gonna become a professional handicapper. Start yeah. start selling his picks. Yeah. Well, of course. Only the winners, though. Only the winners, right? Get that uh, you know subscription charge for the picks and all that. It's the way to do it. So, well, good luck to to Money Mayweather. I saw some of the photos of the house. It looks pretty good. You know, it's not quite the Maller Mansion, but it's okay. All you need to do is show up. You just show up, okay? And I'm going to do the rest. You sure about that? Yeah? So, the Ben Maller Show, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have Maller's Mountain of Money. Maller's Mountain of Money. We'll get to that uh, in a bit. If you want to be part of it, I'm um, can I give out the number now? I'll give out the number now. I haven't given out the number yet this hour. Zigzag threw me off. I was so excited about Zigzag calling in, I forgot to give out the number. Here's the number. 877-99 on Fox. It's 877-996-6369. We play Mallers Mountain Money. We'll take a couple calls before that. We'll do it all. But right now, as you listen to Fox Sports Radio and the Ben Maller Show, Eddie Garcia is here, and he's got the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, week two of the NFL schedule came to a close Monday night in New York with the Lions beating the Giants 24-10. Detroit's now 2-0. Quarterback Matthew Stafford had a couple of touchdown passes, but the big play was turned in by Jamal Agnew. He had an 88-yard punt return for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That sealed the victory. But the Giants are now 0-2 to start the season. They did get star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. back in the lineup. In his season debut, he had just four catches for 36 yards. News from the NFL, where Falcons linebacker Vic Beasley, who led the league in sacks last season, has a slight tear of his hamstring. He's going to be out at least a month. Baseball games of note, Yankees over the Twins 2-1. New York rookie slugger Aaron Judge hit his American League 
dominating 44th home run of the season in the win for Minnesota in the loss. Their lead for that second wildcard spot in the American League is down to a game and a half on the Idle Angels. 11 innings for the Red Sox to beat the Orioles 10-8. Boston still 3-up on New York for the AL East lead. Marlins over the Mets 13-1. Giancarlo Stanton is majorly leading 55th home run of the season in the win. It was the Brewers shutting out the Pirates 3-0. Milwaukee's two back of the Idle Rockies for the second wildcard spot in the National League. And the Phillies edged the Dodgers 4-3. Clayton Kershaw took the loss. He's now 2-2 two two since returning to the rotation from injury. This report is brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Now, Ben, yes. we brought this up yesterday, and I don't know if you have a follow-up on it, but I am very okay, interested if right. you do. Yes. Uh, Lawrence Timmons, we talked about it yesterday that he didn't play in the game against the Chargers. He's now with the Dolphins, a linebacker. And we were trying to find out when the details would come out, yeah. what happened to him, where did he go. Have you heard any new reports I on have, actually. Lawrence I, Timmons? I have, I've heard, well, it's it's still cryptic, but we, we know that Lawrence Timmons wants to practice right now and play immediately. The Dolphins filed a missing persons report. The police found Lawrence Timmons on Saturday at Los Angeles International Airport. And according to the information that we've been told, he supposedly was trying to catch a flight to Pennsylvania to see his child. He's got a, a newborn baby, and he was oh. trying to fly back to uh, Pennsylvania to see his kid. But there's Some a baby mama drama. There's a lot missing from the story. Ed. There's a lot missing from the story. Like the obvious, why didn't he tell anybody? Was the kid sick? What's going on? Did he have a mental breakdown, Timmins? So. We, we there's some gaps there. There's right. some gaps there. Well, at least they found him. He's alive and okay. Yeah, but it was so intense. Like the Dolphins called a bunch of Timmons' friends and family. No one knew where he was. He he completely disappeared. And so the story that we're being told is that they they actually filed a missing persons report and they found him uh, at the airport in L.A. trying to get back to Pennsylvania. Now, what do you do if you're the Dolphins? You brought this guy in. You thought he's going to fix your defense and be one of the key cogs in your defense. First of all, is he okay? Does yeah. he need some kind of help? And then if he is okay, can you trust him? Can you can you bring him back and rely on Timmons mm. not to do this again when the Dolphins are in Buffalo or something like that? Well, like I said, being a Steelers fan, I never heard of any issues with him before at all. Yeah. So I think if he had – a lot of issues in the past, I think they'd be more likely to go ahead and just cut ties with him and say, well, this is a pattern, you know, we can't trust you, that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. I think they're going to take a little more time with this before they figure it out. Yeah, well, he gave him a two-year contract. He's making like $6 million a year or something like that. I mean, he's making a good amount of money, but not a great amount of money. I guess there's other yeah. guys making more. But and they're not going to wait too long, though, because yeah. the season's going on, and if you're not going to participate and help, then we're that's not going to pay you. That's true. Got to be more to the story. Though. Oh, yeah. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's got to be the kid was sick, or as you mentioned, baby mama drama. I mean, it's just, it seems it seems like there's a lot missing there. All right, the Ben Maller Show, we're coming to you live, or plausibly live, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. One of my favorites, he should be in the top five for caller of the year. Is named Helmet Man, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have Mallers Mountain of Money coming up in a couple of minutes. Helmet Man, uh, you got a place right next to Floyd Mayweather's, right? I'm putting on my headphones, man. I'm oh. actually on oh. the live no, air. No, no, Dan, yes, I want to hear this the original. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, are you there, Helmet Man? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm putting on my headphones. You're putting on your ta- – are you putting them on or taking them off? Are you- well, I was putting them on. Uh, okay. Is my reception coming in good? Oh, you're great. <laughs> you're, you sound really w- wonderful. Man, you're like right next to me in the room here. Oh, yeah. Top <laughs> of the morning to the crew, Ben, Eddie, uh, Koopaloop, and Danny. Yeah, well, we, we, yeah, we, we love when you call in, Helmet Man. It's one of the highlights of our day when we talk to Helmet Man. Ben, where y'all been? I, I missed on uh, Fox Sports Radio. Where y'all been? Uh, well, here's what I do. I come in here five nights a week. I do four hours of radio each night. And occasionally I do radio elsewhere. Like I do radio. I did radio in Portland a couple weeks ago. I've done radio in different cities. I did radio in New Zealand a few hours ago with Darcy Waldergrave. But I'm here five nights a week, Helmet Man. This is the main part of my day. Well, wait a minute. I haven't been calling in. That's why. Well, you can. All right. What's going? Danny G, help me out here. What's so Ben, going if on? he doesn't call in, we're actually not on the live we're, air. We're not on the live. Okay, I we're, got we're only on live when he calls. It's like one of those. If a, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make any sound? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, I got you. All right. So you, you're admitting. Yeah, how do you feel about the raven? <laughs> how do I feel about the Ravens? I haven't felt anything about the Ravens. I've felt no emotional bond to the Baltimore Ravens. How do you feel about the Baltimore Ravens helmet, man? Uh, pretty good. We two and zero. Yeah. How many wins for the Ravens this year? How many wins you got? I'd say about ten or eleven. Oh sure, yes. If a couple other teams don't show up, absolutely that could happen. Oh yeah. Guess what? When I was by uh, Crazy Girls on uh, there's a go go place on off street off the of Sunset. J.R. Uh, Smith came out, and he when, when he came out, he was throwing a rubber band. He released a rubber band a pile of ones and started tossing them in the air. All right, this is a good story. So this <laughs> yeah, is, this is why, This is why I like when you call. All right, so you were in Los Angeles at a go-go bar in L.A. Crazy girls. It sounds and, like a good place. <laughs> and uh, why have I not been there? So you're at a go-go bar, and J.R. Smith of the Cavaliers comes out of the bar. Now, what time is this? What time are we talking, Hel- uh, Helmet Man? Uh, 4 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock, going on 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, that's the perfect time to leave a go-go bar, at like 4 in the morning. All right, so and how many people are outside? You're there. How many other people are there? Oh, uh, it was uh, Jordan Clarkson and Swaggy uh, <laughs> T was together. <laughs> so they were all together. They were all hanging out, having a great time. Why not? It's the off season. And then, so did who got the money? Was did you get all the money? How many people could have been out there other than you to, to get the money? Well, what you call those guys that that work in there? Uh, bouncers, and, uh, bouncers. Uh, yeah, he didn't yeah. want to buy anything, but he gave me a rubber band for $40 in ones. Oh, that that can last a while at a go-go bar like that. That can uh, yeah, but, yeah. But they give them so uh when they when they help me out they they come out and they give me uh they have the rubber band around the money. Yeah. I I know. I, I got you. I, they should put it in an envelope like the Sopranos. Like they did on the surprise. All right, well, Helmet Man, another great story. I must move on. We've got a game here, but thank you, Helmet Man. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Uh, ben, before you leave, I ran into a, a Mark McGuire uh, oh. Oakland uh, yellow 
Oh, V-neck uh, jersey. Oh, oh a jersey. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's a, yeah, okay. I got you. Well, you should wear, bring that in something. You should wear that. All right, thank you. I, I got to Trying to sell me the jersey? I'm not going to buy it, but, I, I mean, I like that. It was a good-looking jersey back in the day. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Now, <laughs> Mallers Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. I hope that story is true. I have no way of verifying what Helmet Man said. He's never lied to me before. The idea of J.R. Smith being outside at 4 in the morning throwing uh, stacks of money, I just it's perfect. It's the perfect story. Totally believable. Totally J.R. Smith-like. I hope that's true. All right, let's play the game. We're very late, so let's get to the game right now. It's Mallers Mountain of Money. We have Jed who fled who's going to play. Hello, Jed who fled. What's going on, Ben? Is there any other time to leave the bar than 4 a.m.? I'm not sure. I it, thought that was the only time. Exactly. It's the proper time. And we have Bob in Bowling Green. Hello, Bob. <laughs> hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Welcome hey, did, I, scr- did I scratch off ticket win? Bob, I am holding it for a rainy day, Bob. We do not know the answer. I should. I've got to. Do, I keep forgetting. Cooper, my. I want you to know, Bob. You've been very generous here. Now, Coop keeps reminding me every day, and every day I leave here with the best of intentions. Every day I leave here saying, "Today is the day. I'm going to go home." I'm going to scratch this thing off. We're going to find out if we want or not. And then every day I get home from the gym, and I it's, I forget, I completely forget. It's on me. I'm going to I'm going to put that on my list yet again, Bob. But we got to get to the game. You ready to do this, Bob? Yes, sir. Right. I'm ready. All right. We got Bob in Bowling Green. Jed who fled. Very good. Let's get this game started. And it's the Bobby the Brain Heenan edition. And uh, who would you like to partner up with, Jed who fled? Uh, the man who uh, wants to talk goblins with George Norrie, Ben Mallard. All right. Uh, very good. And, Bob, who would you like to partner up with? I'll go with Danny. Danny G. All right. Uh, Danny G. So, Coop and Eddie, you guys will have to manage the game. You'll have to be the game manager. All right. This is Mallard's Mountain Money, Bobby the Brain Heenan edition. Rest in peace. We're going to have 45 seconds on the clock. Uh, your partner, either Ben or Danny, is going to give you hints. You have to tell who the athlete is, first and last name. Okay. Point value 10 to 100. You have 45 seconds. These are the categories. Jed got on first, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, categories are, uh, these are all uh, wrestlers that Bobby the Brain Heenan managed. Okay. Andre the Giant, Mr. Perfect, Jesse the Body Ventura, or Ric Flair. Who do you want, Jed? Woo, Ric Flair. All right, Ric Flair it is. All right, Ric Flair. These are some of the most charismatic athletes. All right, now, now Danny's going to pick his category first, too. Also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who would you like, Bob? Yeah, Bob, that leaves you. Okay, Andre, the, Andre the Giant, Mr. Perfect, or Jesse the Body Ventura? Well, since I'm 6'8 and 3'8, let's do Andre the Giant. Oh, look at you. You're my kind of guy. You're a big guy like me. I like that. All right, let's do this. Here we go. Jed, who fled? You ready? Rocket. All right, here we go. All right, 45 seconds on the clock. Begin. All right, he just lost to Floyd Mayweather in a big fight. Conor McGregor. That is correct. Uh, number 42 for the Brooklyn Dodgers. His number's retired all Jackie over. Jackie Robinson. That is accurate. A former receiver for the Vikings, straight cash homie. Randy Moss. Correct. World's fastest man uh, out of, uh, he just. I think he just announced his retirement. Usain Bolt. Yes, correct. Uh, former Red Sox. Uh, he, he was a left fielder. Crazy guy. Former MVP. Played for the Dodgers. As well. That's correct. Uh, former Red Sox also, his head on ice in Arizona. They chopped his head off. Former, no, uh, th- that's correct. A former Redskins running back. He wore costumes to press conferences back in the, and played for the Broncos also. Uh, oh, Davis. Um, no, 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 no. All right, you did pretty good. 
pretty good. All, right, all but the 100-pointer, which was Clinton Portis. Yeah. 240 points for Jed and Dan. Terrell Davis, I'm a dummy. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. We're in good shape. Here we go. Let's go. Hurry up here, Bob and Danny. Yes? All right, Bob, uh, you picked Andre the Giant. These athletes are some of the tallest in their sports. 45 seconds on the clock. Begin. He was the big man next to Kobe, the diesel. Oh, Shaq. Yeah. There you go. All rise, the home run hitter for the Yankees right now. All, um, all rise. He sits at the bench. <laughs> okay, pass. Alan Judge. Oh, uh, Mike Judge. Yeah. <laughs> pass. Okay, Pelican star center. He he used to play for the Sacramento Kings. Pass. Oh, boy. Do you watch sports? Okay. Oh, Danny's getting upset. <laughs> uh, um, he flopped for the Texans. He's quarterback. Now he's back as a backup for the Denver Broncos. Oswald, uh, Oswald, I don't remember his first name. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> okay, going. we're going to have to pass here. Name. Okay, uh, Lithuanian star for the Knicks, the Unicorn. I thought oh, you did pretty good, Dan. I thought you guys, you had good rhythm. Uh, well, did Danny bring in a ringer? He had really good chemistry. <laughs> oh, stop, Jen. Listen. Dan, he got a lot of last names. He was uh, light on the first names. There. Yeah. That's this true. may be uh, the lowest score I can remember for a round. Uh, Ten. For Bob and Danny, <laughs> did he did he say Aaron Judge? No, he, he said did. he said uh, Mike Judge what, was the Mike creator Judge. of King of the Hill. What was yeah. the f- the first name? Did he say Aaron? No, he I did not. He did not say he, Aaron. He Judge. danced around it. Like he shouldn't my, get yeah, he shouldn't get credit for Aaron because he backed off of it. My guy Bob did, Bob was tap dancing all around that name. All right, we'll figure. Now, are we going to continue the game, or is that is it one and done? Is it uh, one round and done? I, I'd like to see if Bob and Danny could get a zero, maybe. <laughs> Bob, can you get a zero for us, Bob? I, I'm willing to stay on the line. Let's try. No, that's you, Jed. I'm t- all right, all right. Yeah, everyone. I mean, I, Bob sounds like a nice guy, but uh, I would like to go to the bullpen. Bob. Ooh, he's wow, calling, he's, he's calling, calling out the... Bob, a friend bully. of the show. No, How said, dare you, Bob? Said, what a sounds... jerk! Dude. What a douche! Oh, you're a, you're <laughs> a douchebag. What's he wrong with you? Any... This guy, this guy sends us scratchers, <laughs> yeah, and Danny's yeah. like, "Screw right. you, Bob." Like, I am not in favor of this move. There could be like fifty thousand dollars. All right, stop. We're gonna run out of time. Relax. Smaller's Mountain Money. I love this game. I'll play it three more rounds. I love this. We're doing so well. We'll have the finish, the big finish. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. All right, let's get back to it. It is the Ben Maller Show. Maller's Mountain Money, the Bobby the Brain Heenan edition. We're short on time, so it's uh, – now, what, what's the score here, uh, Coop the Loop? Quickly, I know we got 240. 240 to 10. All right. Coop, but uh, that's the score. Uh, all right, uh, let's get back to it. Here we go, Danny G. Who we got in the bullpen? Uh, Security Steve is in the bullpen. All right, Security Steve. Here we go. Let's do it. What's the uh, category? All right. Would you like Mr. Perfect or Jesse the Body Ventura? Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect. All right. All yeah. right. These MLB pitchers have thrown a perfect game. Here we go. Ready? All right. Let's do it quickly. Okay. okay. The big unit. Randy Johnson. Yes. Uh, Seattle Mariners, the king. King. Fernandez. Yes. Uh, the best pitcher of the year gets this award. Cy Young. Yes. Uh, Dodgers ace in the 60s. Jewish star. Um, Sandy Koufax. Yes. Mm-hmm. Texas Rangers uh, pitcher in the 90s. Same name as a country singer. you got to know when to fold them. <laughs> no, the line? No, no, no. Uh, pass. <laughs> Blue Jays ace, early to mid-2000s. His nickname was Doc. Oh, uh, Boy Holiday. Yes. Oh, o- yeah. Oakland A's legend, five rings. First name swims in a lake. Think about Texas it. Texas Hunter. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. and uh, back to the Texas Rangers oh, ace. Oh, all right, that's nice. fine. What's the score? Uh, we got to get to the last Kenny round. Rogers, we'll Kenny Rogers. We'll add it up. All right, let's go. Last round. All right, Jed, uh, the last round. Jesse, the body of Ventura. These athletes had bodies like Adonis. You ready? 
Oh, Ronnie's like, what? A donut. Okay, here you go. All right. Uh, for, former governor of California. Uh, and, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's correct. Uh, tight end for the Patriots right now. Rob Gronkowski. That's correct. Uh, Marlon Slugger is on his pace to hit 60 home runs. John Carlos. Correct. Uh, Skip Bayless, partner on FS1's. Shannon uh, Sharp. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, good job by you. 1982 Heisman Trophy winner out of Georgia. Played for the Cowboys and Vikings. Archer Walker. Correct. Uh, Texas linebacker likes steroids. <laughs> <laughs> just, more. No, just got suspended for the Texans. Linebacker out of USC. Uh, I don't know. No, all right. Uh, former former 49ers linebacker out of Old Miss. Just retired a few years ago. Uh, linebacker number 52. Mm. It doesn't matter. Who in the hell has linebackers <laughs> as clues? The most obscure position I, in football. Uh, I didn't come up with a list, buddy. But uh, uh, No excuses, but you still won. Listen, yeah. that was a good job by Steve yeah, as a Steve, ringer. thank you for coming right. in there. Good job by you, no Steve. Uh, you. You made the game somewhat competitive. But Jed, who fled, you are the champion of the world. You win. The Bobby well, the Brady. Well, give credit to it's Ben Mallory. Well, thank you for that. The leading rusher in the NFL a year ago was a disaster over the weekend. Didn't do anything, Ezekiel Elliott. But he also has been under attack now for some of the things that he did do that he should not have done in the Broncos game. It sounds complicated. Trust me, it's very, very straightforward, uncomplicated. We'll get to that. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We'll get to Ezekiel Elliott under attack in a moment, but first, the Monday night game. Did you watch it? Were you up last night watching the Monday night game? Uh, Well, I haven't been to bed yet, so, of course, I watched it. Uh, And what did I learn from that? I learned that the Lions had Matthew Stafford held to 122 yards. Now, if you did not see the game, and I told you that Matthew Stafford had the second-worst throwing yardage total in his career, just 122 yards, and only attempted four passes after halftime, you would tell me the final score was what? You would think that the Giants won the game, right? 122 yards, only four passes after halftime. Maybe Stafford was hurt. There was something wrong there. No. No, 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 no. Stafford didn't have to throw the ball more than four times in the second half because the Lions boat raced the Giants. It was a 24-10 to win, a game that was not that close for Detroit. So the Lions are 2 and 0 led by their defense and led by a combination of running special teams. It was a complete effort. Uh, Amir Abdullah had 86 yards on the ground. The Lions actually look like a good football team. The Lions have not had a 100-yard rusher in a game since you know who? The last Lion to have 100 yards in a game. They mentioned this on the broadcast. Uh, he's famous for sleeping with a Kardashian. Does that help you at all? Uh, he won a Heisman, but he had to give it back. Does that help you? Yes? All right. That's right, Reggie Bush back in 2013 for the for the Lions. So Abdullah did not get to the 100-yard mark, but he came close. He came close, and the, the Giants couldn't get out of their own way. It was a disaster. Odell Beckham played, but he was a non-factor. Brandon Marshall, how soon before the vultures start attacking the flesh of Brandon Marshall, who was brought in – to be the yin to the yang of Odell Beckham. How's that working out? How's that going? Uh, One catch, 
on five targets, 17 yards, and uh, he, he was it was bad. He did not have a catch in the first half, and he also had a tremendously embarrassing drop on a sideline play for the Giants. It was not a good night uh, for the for the Giants. But the good news is they can just blame the offensive line. Elijah Manning sucked. He got called out by his head coach, Ben McAdoo, after the game, which I loved. I, we had two coaches this weekend, two coaches in the NFL attack their quarterbacks. Two. We had Ben McAdoo last night, Monday night game, ripping Eli Manning, and you had Jason Garrett who took apart Dak Prescott. I would say that Ben McAdoo was more of a vicious attack, what he did with Elijah Manning, but Manning earned it. Manning absolutely earned it. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Now, we move on from that, and speaking of Jason Garrett, who did attack Dak Prescott, if you will, some say, he threw him under the bus. Well, the the fallout here from that mutilation situation, Denver, basically uh, taking limb by limb off of the Cowboys in the game on Sunday, the fallout from the public humiliation has both Dak Prescott, as I mentioned there, and Ezekiel Elliott being interrogated. Now, what were their transgressions? Dak, Dakota Prescott had the inability to get the passing game going, could not connect, could not get on the same wavelength with Des Bryant. Des Bryant also got called out, but we'll get to that later. Uh, that turns out, though, to be small potatoes compared to the other guy in the Cowboys' big three lineup, and that would be none other than Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott has been put on blast. A bazooka has been sent his way for being a dog, for being lazy during the game. Now, this happened in several different areas. You've got a Hall of Fame running back, LaDainian Tomlinson, who blasted Ezekiel Elliott on the state-run NFL network. Uh, His attitude on the sidelines said he absolutely quit on his team. Uh, it was a debacle. There was poor communication with his teammates, wasn't being a leader. It was bad. The main point of emphasis here was not just the bad rushing total. It was the fact that Ezekiel Elliott quit. He, he did. You can't really say he didn't quit. Social media charbroiled Ezekiel Elliott for being a dog. Uh, he, he showed no effort when Chris Harris of the Broncos intercepted Dak Prescott Midway through the third quarter, at that time it was a 28-10 to 10 game. A blowout, but not a complete and total embarrassment. It, the Cowboys had a shot of getting back in the game midway through the third quarter, but uh, he didn't do anything. Uh, Zeke Elliott did not stop or even make any effort to stop the Bronco defensive player, and that led to Internet criticism. Well, Jason Garrett addressed – the elephant in the room. It's hard to deny and to spin it any other way than Ezekiel Elliott quit on a play for the Cowboys. So what do you have to say for your player? One of the things that we preach to our team on both sides of the ball when there's a turnover, everybody's involved. Uh, if you're an offensive player, you become a defensive player on a fumble or an interception. And uh, you know Zeke is one of the most natural competitors I've ever been around. He loves to play. He loves to practice. And I think we've seen that through his first year playing. And those two players are not indicative of, of the kind of competitor that he was. And we have to get that addressed. All right, so let's talk about this. Now, the question here, Ezekiel Elliott, 
We, we know he's under attack. I mentioned the Internet's killing him. He's being spit-roasted on the Internet. He's also being torn apart by NFL legends like LaDainian La- Tomlinson. But is that fair or not fair? This guy led the NFL in rushing last year, was a dominant force. It's absolutely fair, right? It's absolutely fair. A couple things on this. A lethargic, aloof, and actions have consequences, good, bad, and ugly. I mean, the first thing that stands out here, Ezekiel Elliott was out of sorts. Now, was that because of him? Was that because of the Broncos or the number one excuse in football this year, blame the offensive line? He had nowhere to run. He had nowhere to run. The Cowboys' offensive line was manhandled by the Broncos, but some of this is on Ezekiel Elliott also because you're going to have days like that. you gotta, you got to find other ways. you got to go out in the, in the passing game. you got to block better. And he didn't seem to do any of that. I mean, they're going to be bad days. The, the, the Denver Broncos' defense is pretty good. You still got to put your work in. And the effort is on the player. He looked lethargic. I, I watched a lot of this game more than the other games because, because of the weather delay, the, the chance for the Bronco players to have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and dance and play Connect Four. I had plenty of time to watch this game, as you might have as well. There was no energy. It wasn't just Zeke Elliott. It was the entire team, but it was in particular on him. And then after the game, we played the soundbite yesterday. Ezekiel Elliott was, the word here is aloof. <laughs> he was. He seemed unbothered and just, like, carefree. And, and maybe that's how you should be. Maybe that's exactly how you should handle a loss like that and just not worry about it. But you'd like to at least have the facade that he is concerned and bothered by the way that he played and the Cowboys performed in that game. And in the second part of this, LaDainian Tomlinson calling out Ezekiel Elliott as a quitter. Right? Now that's, that's one thing. But the more damning blow is social media. Now, why is that? You say, well, Hall of Famer has more cachet than just a bunch of dopes on, the, on their phones on the Internet. Uh, I say no. I say social media because that's going to stick around. We'll forget about what LaDainian Tomlinson had to say as time goes on. You'll be like, ah, it was just some noise in the echo chamber of sports. But Ezekiel, that, those clips of Elliott just quitting and, and lacking any kind of effort, those aren't going to go away. That was laziness, maximum effort and hustle on every single play are things that you do not need to have elite athletic ability. Ezekiel Elliott happens to have elite athletic ability. You don't even have to use that just to play hard. Right now, I realize no one's perfect, you know, right? We're the whole thing. We're all going to have off performances. Look at this show. On a regular basis, we have terrible performances here, but we still come back and we, we show up the next day. But it, it's it's a bad look here. And, and Jason Garrett, you heard the soundbite that we played there. Says he's going to have a heart to heart with Ezekiel Elliott. He should. Right? He has to have a heart to heart here. And my advice would be to at least fake it until you make it. Right? Camouflage effort. Players have been doing this in the NFL. You know who's really good at it though is baseball players. They do the major league jog down to first base when they hit a pop up that they know is going to be an out. They go half speed but it kind of looks like they're hustling a little bit. They do the, They call it the major league jog. Baseball players are really good at it. Football players, not so much. You have to put up the illusion that you're not quitting, even when you are quitting. 
And if you don't, and the camera happens to catch you, actions have consequences. And thanks to social media, if you are caught sleeping or sleepwalking on the field, it is going to be documented, and it's going to live on, and that's that doesn't go away. People bring that up, and it's going to kind of follow around uh, Ezekiel Elliott. It's a bad job by him. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox as we will reopen the Fox phone lines. We only give out the number once an hour. So uh, this is the hour where you might be getting up early to get a jump on people and go to work. Uh, we are here for you, so you can give us a buzz. The number is 877-996-6369. That's 877-99-ON-FOX. That is the number. And we bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Garcia. Now, yes. speaking of the uh, phones, uh, uh-huh. was the return of former show legend Zigzag yeah. enough for you to say it's been a successful yeah, night on yeah, the phones? Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's all it, it took? It was, I just was so happy to see his name. I thought it might be a, a fraud. I thought it might not be a real call, but it was a legitimate call. And it's on the podcast. If you just turned on the show this hour and you're a historian of the show, if you go back, if you've been a big fan of the show, Zigzag came back. He used to call Eddie in the early 2000s, over a decade ago. He hasn't called in a very long time. He finally got let out of jail, and he called our show. We're excited about that. Pretty and people cool. say that, that you know good things don't come from weed and alcohol. No, yes. Without that, we'd have no one listening or calling the show. We'd that, have no that, that was the reason he gave for why he called in. You asked he, him? And, yeah. yeah. So uh, one other footnote to Ezekiel, which is not a footnote. The NFL now is 0 for 2 in court with Ezekiel Elliott, Eddie. They're 0 I for 2. That, yeah. And now they're going to crank it up to the New York City uh, area and the Fifth, uh, fifth the Circuit Court of Appeals, which I don't know what the hell that means, but apparently that's the next layer, and they're going to just keep going. So going, moving on up the court system, and we'll see if yeah. uh, Elliott can the, keep winning. So far, all the experts have been wrong. Everything I heard and read was that he's got no chance of winning this, uh, that these appeals and these injunctions are not going to be granted. Uh, you know, he'll play week one, but that'll be about it. Well, so far, but, those people but are here's wrong. the it's, it's a game of chess, right? So, if, say the NFL, they'll get some highfalutin Ivy League New York lawyer who will side with the NFL, and then the Players Association will say, oh, no, you don't. And then they will come back, and they will ask for an emergency injunction, and then they will ask for an appeal, and then it'll, they're just going to be playing like ping pong with Ezekiel Elliott back, back and forth. So. That yes, and that's why yeah. some people were saying that if you know he could get over these first couple of hurdles, that he could fit, go ahead and play the whole season. Yeah, uh, I think he will play the yeah. whole. Eventually, though, I believe he'll get suspended because of. Article 46, Eddie, which I love so much, you know, in the collective bargaining agreement. Danny, you have something yeah. that Danny G Radio. Well, and, and Eddie can speak on this, too, because I'm sure he was watching this game. I think it was 2007 that LaDainian Tomlinson was called a sore loser. Oh, yeah. He was the standing on the side. Yeah. He was Kept sitting on the on bench with his helmet with his on. With his parka right. on yeah. on the so, bench. So am I the only one here that thought it was ironic that he would be calling out Ezekiel Elliott? Do not no. look at how I my actions. Look at my words. How dare you? What's wrong with you? No, I, I told, that was the first thing I thought of, Danny, to be totally honest with you. But at the same time, he's got a job to do now, and he can't you know, decide, well, I'm not going to criticize anyone because of but that one incident. He's got to do his job. But and, the Internet stuff's the more damning stuff. The video of him just absolutely being a dog, yeah. that to me has got more legs than LaDainian Tomlinson ripping him 
the fact that, I mean, you saw the clip. It's all over the place. You've been on social media. If you follow football and stuff, you can't miss it. He just totally stopped. He's like, all right, I can't do anything. True. I, yeah. I just thought it was a little bit, you know, hypocritical for him. I mean, if he had said, look, I know a little something about this because I had my times on the side, but he, he didn't. He just went after Zeke and it, you know. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to hear him talk about other players being sore, you know, on the, on the sidelines or – not giving enough effort. That was kind of his mo. Uh, well, I, th- I think it was, it was one time, but it was a bad one time. All right, you're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox now. Uh, the the NFL is the master. We talk about fall guys and the fact that you, you look at fall guys in football. Right now, it's the offensive line. Blame the every team's blaming the offensive line. God forbid a quarterback and a coach adjust if the offensive line's having problems blocking. There are things you can do to adjust. Uh, this is not Pop Warner or Pee Wee football where they're just being pancaked. And they have no time. You have a little bit of time. You just don't have enough time as you'd like. There are adjustments you can make. But the excuse is often the offensive line. Well, the NFL and their marketing people, they have cooked up a number of excuses because the rating reports card is out, and it ain't good. It is not good for the NFL. Uh, They've uh, cooked up a bunch of excuses for that. We'll get to it. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called the most unique show on sports radio, but we need your help with our guerrilla marketing campaign. Use your social media pages to show your support for the Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. So the NFL ratings, this has not been talked about as much, I feel like, this year as it was last year, but the ratings are... Not that good. Uh, They're not that good. And the, the prime time window, the most important television window for the NFL is Sunday night. Used to be Monday night, but Sunday night is the most coveted portion of the television agreement. And and so the ratings came out for Sunday night. You had the Green Bay Packers, who have a national following, right? All these Green Bay Packer fans that are actually stockholders of the team that stock has no real value other than just a cool little certificate that you get. I get it. Uh, so you got that. And then you've got the Atlanta Falcons, a team that was in the Super Bowl. The ratings for week two, Sunday night football, the lowest ratings were told since almost a decade ago, 2008. So you got to go back a, a little bit of time. The ratings were this bad for week two of Sunday night football so everyone's taking credit for this everyone's taking credit the people that hate Colin Kaepernick uh, and despise the protesting uh, players they are taking credit the people that say they're not watching because Kaepernick's not in the NFL are taking credit what's the NFL's position they have a laundry list of excuses the number one excuse the NFL has been using that I've seen and heard because of the ratings being bad on Sunday night is the weather delay in Denver that everything got jumbled up and people had to watch, you know, they wanted to watch the Cowboys and the Broncos. So they watched that game, which was, uh, you know, well publicized and whatnot, the, the coverage for that game on Fox. And so that got a lot of attention. And so it messed everything up. But if you weren't in Denver or Dallas, that game got cut off right before kickoff of the Sunday night game. So that's a cop out. Then the other excuse I've heard, the Emmys. Really? Who the hell? Eddie, are you, did you watch the Emmys? No. Danny G, did you watch the Emmys? No. 
Coop, you worked in television and movies. You were a child star. Did you watch the Emmys? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> Couldn't you lie, Coop? I was on a well, roll. Well, if there was one person on the staff who was really? going to watch it, it would be Coop. Now, I did, love the Emmys. Did That's you my watch favorite it? one. Did you watch it live? No, okay. I did not. All right, so that doesn't count. You you watched anything? Did you watch the game, the football game? I did, yeah. Did. I, was, okay. I was watching the uh, the football game live, and I went back and watched the Emmys after. Okay. So I don't think that, I think that counts in my favor. So I think that counts in my favor. Do you, don't the Green Bay Packers – I know the Cowboys are number one. Everyone else, like, pales in comparison for TV ratings to the Cowboys. But don't the Packers usually do pretty good? They have a lot of uh, – I know it's just, not just the Midwest. There's people all over the place that, like – the Packers, because they used to, you know, they used to be really good. They've been good for a while, but they used to be really, really good. So, all right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. To the phones we go, and uh, let's say hello to Raider Al, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Raider Al. Good evening. Good morning. How y'all doing? Listen, you should be talking about my Raiders a little bit more. I remember when you only predicted it was only going to win one, two games one year. Those same year, Cal Terry predicted they wouldn't win nothing. No, Derek never blanked out. I have a few wesses. Your phone's phone's terrible. I can barely, you're trying to rip me, but I can barely understand what you're saying. And when I I was attacking the Raiders, they deserved it. They were a joke. They were a laughingstock. They deserved my harpoon directed at them. Never, 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 never. Yes. better than that. They won four games that year. That's how uh, good they were. Yes, they proved they, they proved but, me they proved me wrong that year. And every year sucks. Don't forget that. Well, of course, yes. The, in fact, right. they have a they have a, a cutout of my face in the locker room. The and they use it as a punching bag. The players and the Raiders. Let's go to Gabe in San Francisco, who's on Fox Sports Radio. He's no way he's here, right? There's no way Gabe's still there. If Gabe's there, I'll give him a golden ticket. Hello, are you there, Gabe? Hey now. Oh, my God. I got to get him a golden ticket. He's been on hold the entire show. You get a golden ticket, Gabe. I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. For not having a nervous breakdown. For not having a nervous breakdown and and falling away from exhaustion, I give you credit. Well, you know, I'm not going to try to sidetrack your show, but uh, I did want to give Alex Smith some love. And this is coming from a Niner fan. And you got to recognize that the guy – He's been dealt a few bad hands in his career. I mean, he had to answer to the likes of Jimmy Ray. I mean, how, how bad does that get? And six other garbage offensive corners before now, that. For those, that don't know, for those that don't know the context, at the very beginning of the show, we had back-to-back calls about Alex Smith about seven hours ago. We had back-to-back calls about Alex Smith. So this is the rebuttal. This is the defense of Alex Smith. <laughs> it's a delayed defense, but only because of us. So continue exactly. with your defense. Go ahead. Yes. And not only that, I mean, I really honestly believe this guy would have had a Super Bowl ring by now if it weren't for Kyle Williams and those two fumbles that, as a Niner fan, I can never forget during the NFC Championship against the Giants. Um, And after that, you know, lastly, he loses his job to crapshoot Kaepernick after getting banged up. Yeah, now, no, no you're right. And now, you know, look, look who's got the last lap. Alex Smith is still in the NFL. Kaepernick, I don't know what the hell he's doing. Exactly. And uh, lastly, now he's dealing with Andy Reid and uh, his uh, wonderful playoff clock management, if you recall. So uh, hopefully, as long as he's worked on that, I don't see why not. Yeah, I think big things are, in, are on his way. All right. Uh, All right. You've, you've been a great cheerleader. I know Alex Smith, when he hears about this, will be very proud of you. 
and delighted <laughs> to hear that you've called up and defended his good name. And so good job by you. And you got a golden ticket out of it, too. I feel like a winner today. You've, won, you've, you so won, it, you've won at the game of life is what you've done. Yeah. Yes, of course, sir. you wasted about seven hours of your life, but you still won at the game of life, and that's all that matters. <laughs> what, 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 yeah. what can I say, man? I love listening to your show. Uh, well, you're very kind. Thank you, Gabe, and, uh, and I ho- have a better day today. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, there he goes, uh, Gabe. He's literally been on hold since, like, the very beginning of the show. Am I going to radio hell for that? Am I, a, I, mean, I didn't force him to do that. I mean, Gabe likes the show. And when you stay on hold, you get to hear the unedited version of the show. Like when Angry Bill says something offensive and derogatory, and we have to dump it. Or zigzag gets on the air drunk and high and just weird things happen. It's all fun and stuff, but you get to hear the unedited version of the program. You can also hear a lot of that on the podcast, which is available on iTunes and everywhere you can find good podcasts and even bad podcasts like our radio show, but it's available right there. So download it, support the show. Uh, Always love when I hear from guys that not only listen live, they also listen on the uh, on the rebroadcast of the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, you need to subscribe, or we don't really get credit, and then no one really knows, and then it's, you know it's kind of uh, frustrating. And now I'm going to really upset you. Like if you're on hold right now, I'm going to really upset you. And there's some guys that have been on hold for a very long amount of time because we are going to cleanse the lines. Uh, Coop's got his he's got his bleach out. We're going to acid wash the phone lines here. For Sight the Bite, the great sports radio mystery, Sight the Bite, we will get to that, and I don't know who it is this week. I have no idea. We'll find out together. We will get to Sight the Bite. We'll do that right now, though, as you listen to Fox Sports Radio and the aforementioned Ben Maller show. Eddie Garcia is with, here with the latest. Eddie. Well, Ben, week two of the NFL schedule closed out on Monday night in New York where the Lions beat the Giants 24-10. Detroit's now 2-0 to start the year. Quarterback Matthew Stafford had a couple of touchdown passes in the win, but the big play was turned in by Jamal Agnew. He had an 88-yard punt return for a score in the fourth quarter. That sealed the victory. New York drops to 0-2 with the loss. They did get star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. in the lineup, but in his season debut, he was ineffective, had just four catches for 36 yards. Baseball games of note, Yankees top the Twins 2-1. Rookie slugger Aaron Judge hit his American League leading 44th homer of the year for New York. Minnesota's lead for that second wildcard spot in the American League is down to a game and a half on the Idle Angels. 11 innings for the Red Sox to beat the Orioles 10-8. Boston still has a three-game lead on New York, top the AL East. It was the Brewers over the Pirates 3-0. Milwaukee's now two back of the Idle Colorado Rockies for that second wildcard spot in the National League. And the Marlins beat up on the Mets 13-1. Miami slugger Giancarlo Stanton hit his major league leading 55th home run of the season in that win. This report is brought to you by True Car. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And Ben, you haven't brought it up, and wow, I'm sure that? you have your reasons, but there okay, was yeah. something I found amusing from the NBA. You know what an NBA fan I am, but... Kyrie Irving did an interview on another network about... Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't bring it up. Did he uh, talk to LeBron James about when he was going to leave, and he said yeah. no. <laughs> and then he was asked, it's honest. do you think he should have? And he said, why? <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Hey, you know, he, he's not totally wrong on that. I mean, these, these no, guys not. are out. I mean, like, if I, if you got a great opportunity, Eddie, right, if somebody came and said, I'm going to you know, make you the lead broadcaster on the NHL network... Like, I'd be upset if you left, but you, you've you got to look out for you. I can't you – know, you shouldn't have to, like, come and say, oh, I'm thinking about leaving or something like that. I don't think that's 
you know, be nice if you did, but you don't have to do it. You got to look out for yourself there. I, I totally agree. Yeah. All right, Spen Maller Show. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So I go on the radio once a week on our on radio sport. This show is actually broadcast uh, in New Zealand, on in Auckland, New Zealand, on radio sport. But I go on their local show, their afternoon drive show, with Darcy Waldegrave. I've been doing it for years. I used to do the morning show. Uh, now he does the afternoon show. And so I uh, went out there, and I, I go on them every week. And he was fascinated by the tale of the Green Bay Packers. And and this is the story. Now, so let me give you the, the short version. We're going to get to Sight the Bite. So if you want to play uh, Sight the Bite, you'll you'll have the chance to do that here in a sec. Uh, so the, the Green Bay Packers, legendary for their long waiting list to get tickets to Packers. Right? I mean, it's just insane. So the story came out. There was a... A, a couple, they had a baby, a newborn son. You hear about this? A 1995, way back in 1995. My God, I was I, I was barely alive in 1995, so long ago. And so they they had a kid, and they immediately signed up this child in 1995 on the Packers season ticket waiting list. They started. The kid was at 18,000. 945. It is now 2017. Kid's 22 years old. Newborn baby. Kid's now 22 years old. The kid is at 5,857 on the the waiting list for Packers season tickets. So if he lives, we we did the math. If he lives to be like 750 years of age, he'll be in pretty good shape. He'll have Packers season tickets, which will be pretty good. And uh, All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let, uh, by the way, the Chargers don't have that long list. Go ahead. Here we go. It's time now to Sight the, the Bite, where we play random generic sound bites. You know, inane sports and entertainment cliches spoken by so-called experts. And you Hollywood. try to tell us Hello. who's doing the talking. All right, here we go. It is time now for Sight the Bite. The great sports radio mystery. Who is it going to be this week? We only have eight callers that get to be part of this. And if you've wanted your opportunity, keep calling. A lot of guys hang up. They get stage fright. They don't know the answer. They panic the whole thing. Let's find out who this week's soundbite is, and let's go to the audio tape, as Warner Wolf would say. And they're as good as it gets. And they're as good as it gets. All right. Uh, not as good as it gets. That's six words. I think he says they're what? as good as it gets. Oh, they're as good? Oh, yeah. I thought it said not. All right, play it again. And they're as good as it gets. Is it there or not? I thought so it... he says, and they're as good as it gets. Really? Yep. What did I hear? Because it sounded <laughs> different in my headphones. All right, listen. And they're as good as it gets. I still, really? All right. There, there's a there at the beginning. Play it again. Oh, here. Sounds like he says, and they're as good as it gets. Kind of puts his really? two words together. Yeah. There's yeah. that many words there? Yeah, listen. And they're as good as it gets. Eddie, do you hear that? Yes. Really? Man, I <laughs> yes. guess my hearing's going. I, I need a hearing aid. Well, you have your headphones very loud. <laughs> ben, please, a this lifetime time, in radio go to the Costco is. hearing doctor. Not, you know. Yeah, but you know what? If I go to a hearing doctor, you know what they're going to tell me? <laughs> get out of radio. That's what they're going to tell me. They're going to tell me to get out of radio. I right, play it again. And they're as good as it gets. 
They're not as good. Really? Okay. No. All right. And they're as good as it and gets. They're as, all right. And they're as good as it gets. Am I the only one? I guess I'm the only one. Everyone else is better hearing than me. Huh? He kind of morphs the two words together, and they're as good as it gets. And they're as good as it gets. You he's know what mumbling. I mean? that he kind of mumbles. And I'm right. If he's mumbling, then it doesn't count. No, I mean, we can still and hear mumble, what he's saying, a, though. I, you can. You got head, I got headphones. I don't hear that. Play it again. Fine. Play it again. And they're as good as it gets. I, it's, I still don't hear the two words. I mean, he's, he can join. I don't. Okay, listen, listen. And they're as good as it gets. And they're as good as it gets. <laughs> You're not. I, I, you can play it the rest of the night. I'm not. In the morning. I, I don't hear it. I don't. All right. I guess my. Uh, fine. You're better. You've got better hearing than me. What do you want? From me? Let's get to it. Will anyone get this right? It's someone from the world of sports. Well, hell, I can't even make out what the damn guy's saying, so I don't think anyone's going to get it right, but I'll go with number five. Eddie? Five. Danny? Wow. Everybody's being unscientifical, so I'll join you. Five. All right, cool. Five. Five, all right. Five, five. five. Guys are all pulling pulling Ezekiel Elliott's on the field. No, isn't that a Moses Malone? uh, It was seven, seven. It was was four, 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 four. I screwed that up, too. Should we go with four, uh, then? Yeah. No, I'll give uh, one for five. All right, let's do it. Play it one more time just so I can be annoyed again. Go ahead. They're as good as it gets. Okay. I'm still annoyed. I don't hear what you hear. Let's go to it. Let's start out with Angry Bill batting leadoff on site to bite. Angry Bill. How you doing? Damn, same as you. I couldn't hear it either. Why don't we get Bella to hear it? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say Bill Belichick. Is that Bill Belichick? I really don't want to give him a golden ticket. Please tell me it's not Bill Belichick. Thank God. All right. Uh, thank you, Bill. There he goes. Angry Bill. Uh, we have Tony in Minnesota. You're my caller number two, Tony. Is that Rex Ryan? Is that sexy Rexy Rex Ryan? No. Oh. Sorry, Tony. Get a nice parting gift for you. There you go. I'll hang up on you. Uh, time for our first clue. This particular person was named... To the National Honor Society with a 3.9 GPA at Olympia High School. And they're as good as it gets. That helps you out if you happen to live right next to Olympia High School. Or you're good at Googling Olympia High School. How many Olympia High Schools are there? One? Maybe I mean, there's probably another Olympia somewhere. I know of the Olympia in Washington, but is there another Olympia somewhere? I don't know. All right. Uh, it's not Rex Ryan, not Bill Belichick. Time for another guest. Jason in Ottawa. The CFL report guy, Jason. Is that legendary Iowa Roughwire quarterback, Russ Jackson? Is that Russ Jackson? No. I know you're devastated. Sorry. Not Russ Jackson, Rex Ryan, Bill Belichick. I know, not time for another clue. Time for another guess. And caller number four is going to be Music Mike. In Kansas City. Hello, Music Mike. Hey, how about Alex Smith? Is that Alex Smith, the flavor of the moment here? Alex Smith. No. Uh, thank you, though, Music Mike. It is not It is not Alex Smith. Time for another clue. Our first clue, he was named to the National Society, National Honor Society with a 3.9 GPA at Olympia High School. Our second clue, this person did not become the full-time starter at quarterback until his senior year of college. College. And they're as good as it gets. Who is it? 
right. Let's see here. Will anyone get this right? We're up to caller number five. This is going to be the one that gets it right. This is going to be the winner. Good luck, Eddie. We're about to have the winner. We are very Good excited luck, about this. Good uh, luck, Coop. Got more wins than anyone else in the history of the show at Sight the Bite. Wrong. That is correct. And right now, Wrong. the man that's going to get this right, the winner of the golden ticket. Why don't we just give it to him right now because I know he's going to do it. We go to Jet Fuel George. Jet Fuel George, it's yours. It's on a silver platter. Just wrap it up here. We'll move on. Go ahead. Well, well Ben, it's a lot of pressure on me. Uh, I really haven't listened. I haven't heard a clue. Just a clue from Olympia, Washington. But I think it's the same guy he's a quarterback. He also scored like a 47 on the Wonder League. And did he go to the University of Nevada, Reno? Was it be Colin Kaepernick? All right. He's going to go with Colin Kaepernick for the win. Jet Fuel George. Oh. oh. It's a bad job by you. God, Hang up you in, blew it! Hang up in shame. There you It's not Kaepernick. It's not Alex Smith. Curse of the Benbino. I right, play it again. Yeah. They're as good as it gets. Again, I don't hear those first two words. I just sound conjoined. They're as good as it gets. Because he doesn't put the D on his and. He just says, and they're as good as it gets. Well, you need the D, clearly. Uh, uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you say so. <laughs> <laughs> They're as good as it gets. Chris, do you hear that, the whole thing, Chris? Does that sound like Danny G says it sounds on the radio? Uh, It's pretty funny, man. (laughs) I'm sitting here listening twice. Because I don't hear that. Do you hear every word like Danny and Eddie say? I don't hear that. (laughs) You're very funny. uh, Chris, do you have an answer here, Chris? You're caller number six. Man, I wish I did because I finally got through. I've even cheated and used Google. I can't. I can't. You can't do it. You got nothing. All right. I'm sorry, um, dude. All right, that's all right. I mean, listen, I think. I don't know. It's good talking to you, but I'm not going to use you as my number six. I want to use a different number six. Let's go to Tony in Portland. Tony, you're going to be my new number six because Chris didn't guess. <laughs> hey, Ben, I'm hearing it clear. It sounds like a Boston Red Sox. Uh, sounds like he's saying they're not as good as the Mets. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to go with. I thought it was Tom Brady, but I'm going to go with Giselle. Giselle Boonchin. Is it Giselle Boonchin? No. It's a fine guess, though. I, I'm shocked that you did not get that right. I mean, not for sure she had a 3.9 GPA at Olympia High School, wherever that is. All right, time for another clue. Here we go. This person lined up a job in commercial real estate thinking he would not be drafted, but surprisingly he was picked in the seventh round. They're as good as it gets. All right, who is it? Didn't become a full-time starter at quarterback until his senior year in college and was named the National Honor Society to the National Honor Society with a 3.9 GPA at Olympia High School. Who is it? Let's find out. Uh, caller number seven, Cowboy John Brad, Windsor, Ontario. Cowboy, se- uh, Cowboy, you're number seven. Well, first of all, welcome back, ZigZag. Happy 74th birthday, Joe Morgan. I am going to guess uh, the big boss man. The Big Boss Man. That's a tremendously bad guess. Is it the Big Boss? No, it's not. Hang up. How dare you? Wrong! Time for our last clue. Is currently tied with Matthew Stafford for the most touchdown passes so far this season. They're as good as it gets. Last guess. We go to Nick in Denver. Last guess, Nick. 
All right, Ben, I knew who it was from the second I heard his voice. I know that dull, lifeless personality. That is my quarterback, Trevor Simeon. Is that right? That's the winner! Boom! Trevor Simeon, you get a golden ticket! I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. All right, good job by you. We're running late, though. Thank you. We will get to Cowboys Corner. More of that. I Maybe not. Uh, we'll do it next. There's a whirlwind of excitement going on around our show Reddit page. Search for our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and get the latest authentic listener-generated content about the Maller Militia. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. All right, let's get to it right now. Let's not waste any more time because i got to know who died. Uh, it's Cowboy John Brad, Cowboys Corner. We bring in the one and only from Windsor, Ontario. Okay, at uh, 5.52 a.m. <laughs> Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesday, September 19th, uh, 2017. Congratulations to my Lions last night. And also, hey. congratulations to Lewis Hamilton, Joseph Newgarden, and Martin Truex hey, Jr. Told for winning Formula One uh, IndyCar and NASCAR races on the weekend. Uh, 57 years ago today, Chubby Checker twisted his way to the top of the pop charts. 42 years ago today, Faldy Towers uh, shot out of California. 28 years ago today, Doogie Howser, MD, debuted at ABC. And two Three years ago today, women. Walter Young, the heaviest Major League <laughs> Baseball player ever, at 323 pounds. I remember him, Died yes. of a heart attack. Oh, he died? At, at age 35. Oh, that's He weighed 450 pounds when he died. Wow. 50 people tomorrow. Yeah, I remember. I was very excited when I, I Walter Young played. I think he played with the Orioles, if I remember correctly. And uh, I don't. he died a couple years ago. I didn't realize that. Delayed morning, I guess, by me. All right. Uh, Outkick the coverage. Warming up somewhere right now, I think. Yes? Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, 
Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.